Cool Cafe. And yes, you are our friends, and welcome to Otaku Cafe. The cafe is open. Uh, we have the employee of the month already for March, and that is also his birthday gift. Great Pretender had a special that we pretended that didn't exist. <laughs> mm. uh, no, no. Okay, this time I'm mad. Uh, and to join me, Ethan, how you doing, buddy? I feel awful. I'm super hungover. I've got a sinus infection. I've been spitting blood the last 24 hours. Fantastic. I sound like I'm going through puberty again. Yeah, it's life is gr- swell, pal. It's real swell, pal. It's really swell indeed. Uh, oh. Uh, but <laughs> uh yeah, how we're gonna do it today is um me and Ethan are gonna be the first half. Uh Chris is gonna come in around the middle, and Chris will be covering covering the rest if he can shift. Bit of a busy week. Yeah, rather than catch up on anime, I decided to go out and get fucking plastered like I normally do on Thursdays, it seems, nowadays. So yeah, that is that is the new Thursday regime, as they say. Yeah, and I had a busy, like you said, busy week. I'm having another one coming up tomorrow. Get to take my uh, mom and my aunt to go see Moulin Rouge for their 73rd and 75th birthdays, respectively. Nice. And then it's a friend's birthday that evening, so then I got to go to a, a bar and hang out with him and company for that so it'll be an exciting time and then i think sunday i may get another tattoo another anime tattoo hopefully i'm either going to add to my harry potter piece which is really what i want to do because the anime tattoo that i want is going to cover my shin and i'm so fucking scared of getting my shin like i'm gonna have to do like the the numbing cream and i'm still scared i am really this is the first tattoo i've got 10 and this is the first tattoo i'm genuinely scared of getting because it's, uh, it's it's the the tattoo is uh, what's it called? I'm gonna get uh, double swords that go from fucking asshole to appetite on my shin, and I'm gonna have Tanjiro's sword with Rengoku's hilt for like I don't know the bottom or the top, and then the other sword that's gonna be connected to it is gonna be Kirito's from Sword Art Online. Oh boy! All right. Well, don't freak out too much. Uh, this pat does not is get this get yourself knocked out, bro. That's gonna be fucking wild if I get that. But in any case, uh, like I said, we got a couple of news, uh, some announcements, some premiere dates. So we're gonna get to some of those. 
finally, uh, let's get started. Um, the misfit of Demon King Academy has the audacity to make season two, part two come out in spring. <laughs> that's number 21. Yeah, that's actually yeah. no number 20 because we had the one that dropped off the summer. Oh, the uh, Russian one. Yeah. That guy, yeah, that but, yeah, that's, yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. So unfortunately this is my swap for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. The audacity. I, I, I was hoping some unmitigated call. Yeah, I was hoping, you know, maybe summer or fall. All of a sudden, oh, we're coming back. By the way, it's going to be in a month. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> you know what that screams to me? Uh, Production delays. I, if that happens again, I am dropping it off the spot. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. All right, we're done here. It's, it's a wrap. No coming back. Shoo. <laughs> Be gone. Yeah, be gone. Uh, Love Between Twins is Indivisible is official for July 24th, so it's in the summer lineup. Mm. Yep. Uh, the manga, Anyway, I'm Falling in Love With You, is getting a TV anime. No release date yet, so we will keep an eye out for that. Hold on. Let's see if there is a synopsis. There is. All right. Mizuha's 17th birthday is the pits. Her parents totally forgot, and, senpa and the senpai she likes isn't interested in her. But when her longtime childhood friend asks her out, Mizuha has to sort out what this change in a relationship could mean. And her feelings may not be the only ones changing. Mm. So, looks like maybe it's a harem. Yep, it's a reverse harem. Mm. Shoujo, it's a shoujo. Romance drama, so it will be the it will be the boys going for the one girl. Oh, I don't know. It just sounds kind of cringe. It's the no, Bachelorette. You, no, you, sounds like the, you know, it sounds like sounds like the Bachelorette. When you really think about it, like when you get horror anime, it's like the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, Loki. And I hate the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. I don't know why I love it in anime, but I hate it in fucking real life. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nina, the Starry Bride, is official for Fall 24. The manga Baba Nababa Ban Vampire gets a TV anime and a live action movie in 2025. <laughs> Someone really loved that script. Someone really loved that script, and it was not me. Uh me, pal. If my wife became an elementary school student is official for twenty. Nope. 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 <laughs> Move on. Nope. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Hold on. I, I, I need. I need to find the synopsis. Get the flying fuck out of here with that bullshit, sir. Uh. The trials and tribulations of a single father who one day meets the reincarnation of his dead wife. I mean, that sounds like it's going to be really wholesome and sweet, but just the yeah, just keep that it title. that. Just don't make it romantic. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, what are we doing? What uh, are we doing? Oh uh, God. The manga. Oh, he, he's dying. No, I had to throw away uh, my spit napkin. Grab another one. Okay. The manga Honey Lemon Soda is getting a TV anime. 
I know uh, Starman posted in, in the group, and for like first glance, I thought it was Skip and Low for season two. I was like, oh no, it's not. <laughs> I would love a Skip and Low for season two. I would love it too. Uh, I hope we get it. I really hope so. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but uh, anyway, moving on. Dungeon People is coming out in summer 2024. Uh, this is from next one is a manga myself and Crystal Reedin. My wife has no emotion. It's getting a TV anime and it's coming out in summer 24. Wouldn't that be a good thing in real life? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But no, it's a scene in uh, rom com sci fi. I'm excited for it. So is Chris. True. True. Uh, hold on right there. Uh, hold on. Uh, VTuber legend, how I went viral after forgetting to turn off my stream is official for summer 2024. Showed some dick. No dick. <laughs> and the last thing, One Punch Man Season 3 Woo! is finally official. We had a teaser trailer. Woo! state yet. And the people that are streaming it is uh, JC Staff. Uh, yeah, they also had a May season two, which was yeah. <laughs> it's still One Punch Man, dude. I know it's still one. I'm still excited for One Punch Man, but the animation was bad for season two. <laughs> I don't think it was bad. It was mid. Season I, I, one is season one is still unequivocally the best season between the two. So we'll see. How oh yeah, goes. no, for sure. I was really hoping Madhouse would take it back, but no. <laughs> bro, more more fucking uh, Tatsumaki. Let's go. Yes, uh, I'm ready. So uh, that is it for the news. Not It wasn't a lot because we've been a week and some stuff's getting announced. And um, I know there's an anime event happening later on the month. We'll get information on stuff like ReZero Season 3, a lot of other various stuff. So we'll get release dates. Yeah. Are we going to cover the Crunchyroll Awards next week? Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, they're streaming tonight, and we'll announce the winners on uh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll announce the winners uh, next show. Sounds good. Side note, completely unrelated to anything. I yeah. love your haircut, like that facial hairstyle. You look, uh, with my friend. You look. Thank you, thank you. Mwah. Yes, no, I, got, I got it yesterday. So yes, I had a Hispanic man do it. No wonder. Go back to him every time. Uh, if he has an appointment for me, sure. I will go back to him. Uh, speaking of awards, um, what you call it? Anime Corner did their for their animes of the year. So we can read those real quick. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, unless, let me find it. Where are you? Hold on, hold on. Uh, talk while I find it. Thank you, sorry. I've, you know, I've, I never play with my ring light uh, things so much. This is the one I used to have, I think. Okay, I found it. What do you think? For which one? This is the ring light. Warm. It's all right. Right. It's more. I had switched it because it kept like flickering. I have another one that my friend gave me, and I was like, I don't need two ring lights. But then as this one <laughs> goes, I'm like, all right, well, I guess there's a benefit to it. I just have no idea where the fuck I put it. I put it somewhere. Right. My friend Andy from the MMA for Mark's podcast. I miss him. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you didn't miss that. Yeah, one less thing to worry about. But even so, right. I you know it gets it gets really sad when I actually watch a U because I don't watch much UFC. 
like right. that and much one unless it's like a pay-per-view at this stage and when i watched like this weekend uh this past weekend i should say i watched the uh entire ufc mexico city card and it was a great card and i would have loved to have recorded but circumstances don't align for that so it is what it is right. anyway go ahead and read these awards sorry all righty uh best sports blue lock okay with the runner-up uh hamabaki season two that's a sport yeah Boogie. I guess I saw a good I saw a good uh Baki um thing on Instagram. Remind me to send it to you. Uh okay. it was All right. yeah, definitely send it to me. Uh best comedy, spy family, season two. Yeah. Runner up, Mashal. <laughs> uh, uh best sci-fi, Dr. Stone, New World with runner up, Heavenly Delusion. No problems with me. If either one would win, no problem. Yeah. Best slice of life, dangers in my heart. All right. With uh, runner up Hori Mia missing pieces. What? Yep. <sighs> anyway. Best adventure, free in. Makes sense. And the runner up, Demon Slayers. It's an. Uh, I wouldn't call it adventure, no. I wouldn't call it adventure, no. Uh, best action, <coughs> season two. That's I. I cannot have no arguments there. You said it was Vinland? Oh, so I coughed when you... Uh... No, uh, action with Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, okay. Cool, yeah. Vinland sure. got nothing. Wow. Nothing. How I dare am, they? I am upset. The, the swine. Yes. Uh, Runner-up with Attack on Titan, final season, final chapter. Woo! That makes sense. Best adaptation, Freein, with the runner-up, Dangers in My Heart. Okay. Best mystery, Apothecary Diaries. Okay. The runner-up, Hell's Paradise. There yeah. is some mystery, but I wouldn't call it a mystery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best romance, Jangers in My Heart. Wow, they they, they fuck killed it, huh? Runner-up, Angel Next Door, Spoils Me Rotten. <laughs> Suck best... it! Suck it, Starman! Da-na-na-na. Suck it! <laughs> best animation, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Okay, that runner up attack on Titan Titan final season. Good job, Mappa. Yep. Now pay your guys better and treat them with respect. <laughs> <laughs> Best drama, Oshinoko. Mm. Runner up, Freyan. Freyan's not a drama. Uh, I want to call it drama. I can see why, but eh, I wouldn't. Eh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was my best fantasy? Freein, runner-up Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Best male voice actor, uh, Junji Suwabe, who also voiced uh, Sukuna. Okay. And uh, Tetsuo from uh, My Home Hero. Okay. Uh, runner-up is Chris. Yuki. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> Unseasoned chicken. The runner-up is uh, Yuichi Nakamura. Uh, best female voice actress, Atsumi uh, Tanizaki, who voiced Anya, Freyan, and the girl from Mag Magus Bride. It's a good range. Runner up is uh, Rai Takahashi. Yep, she's always in the best race. girl, and Yamada from Dangerous in My Heart. Wow. Runner up, uh, Yor. We all know why Yor won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, the, the cruise, yeah. No, I was going to say Thigh Supremacy, but yours is oh, more yeah. appropriate. Uh, best Boy Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. 
Of course. And runner up, Kento Nanami. <laughs> really? Yep. Uh, best original anime, Buddy Daddies. Okay. With the runner up, Mobile Suit Gundam, which of Mercury Season 2. Okay. Best movie, Suzume. <laughs> suck it again. Yeah, yeah. Double sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Double suck it. Runner up, The Boy and the Heron. Yeah, all right. Uh, best couple, Anna and Ichikawa from Dangers in My Heart. Makes sense with the sweeping. Runner up, uh, Mahiru and Amane from Angel Next Door. <laughs> yeah, unseasoned chicken is dick, motherfucker. Let's go. The new anime, like no, like one first season, not like a sequel. Okay. New one, Freein. Okay. With the runner up, Dangers in My Hearts. And the actual anime of the year, Bungo Stray Dog Season 5. Wow. With the runner up, Attack on Titan Final Season. None of us watch Bungo, right? None of us, none of us watch Bungo. None of the staff watch Bungo. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, anyway, regardless, uh, congrats to the winners here. And fucking Bunga with the surprise, we will take it. Sure. But anyway, that is it with the awards. And now we can get to some reviews. And now. Let's serve some appetizers. So what should we start with? I mean, geez, we have 10. Uh, let's start with Rogue, because we hate Rogue. Oh, we don't hate it, it's just... I don't like Rogue. Is, it must be English bias, and just it just doesn't capture me. If you don't want to start, it's fine. I'm no, no, we'll do, we'll do Rouge. Uh, basically, it was uh, Rouge getting the reunion with uh, Jean, her brother. And, of course, the, the two detectives are there with him. And this is all about learning everything, why everything is happening. Mm-hmm. And when we went to the basement, it was just all the subconscious of their father for like memories, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all about Cody, which is basically a free will thing for the Aeons. That way they don't follow this code regulation thing sure so that is what it is and they had to and to break this cody they need the nine the immortal nines soul things yeah <laughs> little balls you see for the first time yeah so we got all that i'm like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. sure why not you know what you know what you know what i would love i would love to spin off with the cop and uh the other guy <laughs> That's uh, dead now? Yeah, he's dead now. Yeah, Ash and what's the guy's name? Uh, Noid. Yeah, I like those two. You can't like one. Yeah. Me now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was really upset. Like, oh, come on. Yeah, one of the good characters actually fucking got. Yeah, I know. Noid was like in the start. He was developing sarcasm and all this. <laughs> fucking cap, bro. So that's, uh, that's why they had to kill him. You got fucking cap, bro. Oh, man. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Before that, uh, someone was outside, and this girl is allegedly the sister of Rouge and Jean. We mm-hmm. don't know her name, do we? No, Cyan. Cyan Blue Star. 
That's a double connotation of the word blue. Okay. Yeah. So I got that. Saya wants to fight Rouge. Rouge doesn't want to fight right now because she doesn't know what she wants right now. She wants chocolate. She wants chocolate, yes. So does Cyan want white chocolate if she's her sister that looks kind of like her? Insert sexual jokes. Yes. <laughs> one one likes black, one likes bleached. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's a distress call. Um, Naomi's area, I guess, is under attack. I forgot the mm. name of it. The so these office, yeah. machines are being patrolled by the Immortal Nine to shoot everything. Shoot, it's on Cypher humans. Yep, it's like Terminator. Yeah, Rouge and her team's there, and and um, the the Aeon guys like, hey, I see a robot friends. They'll help us. Shot. Pow, cap. And Ash got so upset. He actually, oh, he actually cares for him. He actually cares for Noid. No, it was interesting. They're like, oh, is he a human? No, he's an Aeon. Eh, no big deal. And then Ash just points the gun at them, like, get the fuck away. <laughs> for real, bro. He was ready. <laughs> He was, he was also going to go on site. <laughs> yeah, he was going to put a cap in the ass, too. Yep, and fucking as Noid's final words to Ash like, stop smoking. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Please stop smoking. The cigarettes are bad for you. No, oh, I feel like he's yeah. going to, so. Yeah, and then we see Jill, and hold on, let me get the other guy's name, if I can find it. I cannot find it. Jill with another guy there and say, Sir Rouge, do you have your answer? And nope, she wants to fight for both humans and aeons. And Jesus, like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> but wait, a new challenger appears as it is Eden. And Jill was very happy to see him. Like, so do you have you accepted my feet? Like, you know what? It's I not like gonna work. It's like it's like I like your thing, but it's not gonna work for me, brother. Like, why? That doesn't work for me, brother. It's, it's like why? I don't like you guys, actually. <laughs> you guys are assholes. Yeah, like, why would I do that? <laughs> right? I'll do, I'll do it for my own thing. <laughs> and so basically, it's time for the fights. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we we got plot, sure, but I I don't know. I don't know what could save it at this point, like, to make it go back up. <laughs> it's low. I don't. I haven't. You know. I thought uh, for the first time. Because I think we had. Yeah, I think we had like our top five during first impressions. Oh yeah, during first impressions for sure it was top five. I mean, at the end of the day, the most important pieces are what suck. But I mean, at least the musical composition and the animation. Yeah, the thing. Like, yeah, it looks amazing. The music's great and all this. Like, I actually like the characters. I just hate the writing. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, it might like it. Literally, might be because I'm watching it in English, but. It just doesn't captivate. It doesn't captivate me. And if I wasn't, if I'm watching in Japanese, I don't know. Maybe it'll do it slightly. But even then, the the issue still remains with the plot and all of that. So how does that translate? Not really. I mean, it just sounds better with the characters, maybe. But that doesn't really do much. So I can't get that uh, that correlation between this and Takto P at my head now. I can't. I just can't discern between the two. It makes total sense to me. Uh, um, so also real quick, uh, WrestleMania is official. Steph and Cody against Rock and Roman Night One. Hmm. There is a stipulation mm. if Cody and Seth win, Bloodline is barred from ringside uh, the next day. That doesn't stop them because they're just gonna have a ref bump. 
No, but I feel like I think it'd be like if, if they interfere, that's it for them. <laughs> but if Bloodline wins, it's a Bloodline rule, Bloodline rules match. So that means no DQ. Lazy booking. All righty, moving on. Should we just get to the rom-coms? I mean. That's half our list, so. In essence, yeah. Uh, so let's start with Wedding Rings. Not a bad episode. You remember most of this. I hardly do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember most of it. So basically, Wedding Rings picks off, picks up where we left off, where you have the Oracle speaking to um, Mars. And basically, the Oracle, you obviously from the jump can tell like it's part of like the Demon King's army. Um, the Abyss King, I'm sorry, the Abyss King's army. So yeah. she hands Mars a sword uh, that basically negates magic. So you'll be able to basically negate all of the ring powers and then just stab this motherfucker and take the rings. And he's like, no, he's trying to fight, he's trying to fight, he's trying to fight it. But she has like some sort of evil eye, this oracle. And basically um, she's able to convince him to take the sword. And then the sword, of course, like all these other uh, abyss artifacts that we've seen in the in the show has the ability to basically control one's mind or one's like desires and basically mars is now just like a zombie just thinking about like ah like I'm, I'm fucked i need to fucking kill him i'm fucked i need to kill him and so that comes to pass basically where um as the oracle said there's monsters that come three days later um and the, the 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 front is divided basically where the um the empire soldiers go to one front and then there's one monster that magically slips away from that front and goes toward the palace where mars and uh and sato are sato tries to go after the um after the the monster and mars makes his move and attacks sato um, and basically Sato starts to like worry. He's like, I don't have like, I'm not as good with the sword like Mars. So like, damn, I'm pretty fucked. But then he's like, you know, because of that, I should be fucked, but he hasn't cut me down. Like, so like, there's he, still he, something. Yeah, he's still, he's still very hesitant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He still has somewhat of his wits about him basically. And so he basically doesn't do any defense and he lets Mars cut him so he can get close to him. And, he ends up talking to Jitsuing Mars into like you know figuring Pretty out much. what's going on, and so that's that. They manage to like you know like break break away, and basically, um, with the the old man tells him like, "Hey, break the ball on the sword." He breaks the ball on the sword, and the power is broken. Uh, the Oracle gets pissed off and finally reveals herself to be evil. Yep, I am so evil. Yes, and so. She's so evil, she takes uh the princess whom she uh whom Mars loves, Saphir. Safina? Yes. <coughs> yeah, yeah, is, yeah, the one he likes Saphir. Saphir. Um, so he she takes Saphir hostage with the with the sword. And basically uh oh, I'm Mars... sorry. Uh you said Mars is the one the girl Mars likes, right? Yes. Saphira. Saphira, okay. Yeah, Saphir is uh, the other one. The other one that we'll talk about in a second. So basically, um, Mars and uh, Sato are kind of like stuck because now they have Saphira trapped in like the tentacle monsters, like clutch clutches basically. And so Mars uh, acts as a distraction and confesses his feelings in front of everybody and asks, will you marry me, princess? And the princess is like, this isn't the time to ask me to fucking marry you. I'm, I'm a hostage. What is going on? But... Unbeknownst to the idiot Oracle, 
fucking Sato makes his way around the monster, and the monster didn't do shit, and he cuts the tentacle, and Safira falls into Mars's lap, and she's saved. And then from there, uh, basically, uh, we get uh, Safir. She comes in, and she's like, oh, you guys are so helpless. And she, uh, what's it called, uses the powers. Because earlier in the episode, basically before this happened, all the girls kiss Sato, so they all have, like, magical powers. But uh, Saphir in particular has a different approach, and it opens up what the girls can do as ring queens to the ring king. And so basically with Saphir's powers with the with the rings, she's able to turn into a giant water serpent. And she okay. basically turns into this giant serpent. She eats the fucking monster, just eats it straight up, just chomp. And then the monster dies. And basically the Oracle is defeated. So the Oracle retreats, it goes into a pile of mud and retreats. Um, and then Asato's shocked as she asks, uh, sorry, he asks uh, Saphir like, hey, can you go back to normal? And she's like, sure. And she goes back to normal and she's naked with her itty bitty titties. And so basically, though, with the Oracle having left, though, um, several things happen. Basically, the, the clutches, uh, her clutches on the actual king um, of the of the water palace. That's over. He returns to normal. He thanks all of the uh, the party, the ring king party for helping save him and save the kingdom. He gives uh, Mars and Safira uh, his blessing to be married. And uh, there's a cute little line, basically, where Safira and, and Mars are like, it's your turn next to Sato. And Sato's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, my God, they had sex. That's what he means. So that was funny. Um, and then basically, as they go on their journey, um, Mars goes up to his brother, who, keep in mind, his brother has been cold to him this whole, like, during this whole little mini arc, and, you know, tries to talk to him. And he's like, listen, he's like, because of uh, what happened here, there's something going on behind my back that I don't like. So I'm returning to the capital at once. Um, and he tells his brother, like, hey, I look forward to seeing you home. Keep up the good work. And so that was really reassuring. Um, was also, nice. Yeah. Also, the Water Kingdom and the Empire, they recognize like there's something going on, but they still maintain peaceful relations between the two. And now they act as allies versus it being a hostile, hostile takeover thanks to the Oracle. Yeah. So we fast forward now back to the kingdom and the Oracle appears before uh, Mars's father, the king of the Empire. And we can automatically tell that the king of the empire is evil himself. However, he's unique in the fact that he is neither for the Abyss King or against the Abyss King. Yeah. He only okay. cares about his own personal affairs and growing the empire. So he's still evil. But when the Oracle tries to seduce him, he cuts down the Oracle. Be gone, thoughts. Yeah. And like, <laughs> oh, you first you try to get the Water King and now you try to get me, bitch. Uh-uh fucking stabs her in the face she's dead and then he's like i don't care who i have to cut down this bitch the uh oracle the the the, the sorry the uh the abyss king or even the ring king himself to get what i want end episode yeah it wasn't bad <laughs> no not bad how does this have a better plot than rogue yeah it, it's generic as fuck but yeah it has a has a plot <laughs> it has a, a decent plot yeah uh moving on hokkaido gals all right, so Ethan, let me ask you. Sure. If, you're, if your mother texts you to the, hey, the person you like is on a date with someone, how do you react? I would be upset, and I would sulk. 
Realistically, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't personally, but I'm saying like the realistic thing that you're searching for is that you would sulk in a corner and or you'd text them see and see what's up like randomly without like indicating that you know something along those lines. Well, you would be correct in a normal setting, but this is completely different. Because it's anime. Fuyuki and Drag Sayuri stalking them. Yep. And instead of being upset, it's damn, right? That Rana looks nice. <laughs> yeah, like wow. Not that oh no, my future potential partner is being stolen by the better looking senpai. It's like wow, just, she's just so that. amazing. Like, like, dude, she's like, God, she's a girl, she's hot. <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> I would smash too. What? No, she won't. She, she had, given the chance, she probably would. Oh yeah. Oh, 100 percent But at the same time, I'm glad she's not that incredibly jealous type because she's like, you know what? I'm sure that I'm sure there's a reason. And Ayuri uh, was more jealous than fucking uh, Fuyuki. Yes, that was logical. Yes, the Sayuri fucking like, hey, mine. <laughs> yep. But uh, uh, also, <laughs> I fucking love the uh, when they're doing the crane game, Tsubasa and Rena. Sayuri's like, damn it, I want to go there. They're doing it wrong. You gotta go to look at the angle and all this. And while this happening, Fuyuki's like, you know what? I really like Subasa. Like, you know, he actually cares. He wants to make everyone happy. It's really, it must be sad coming from a different country, coming from a different area of Japan just to come here. And meanwhile, Sayuri is all like, what did you say? I wasn't paying attention. I was winning. I won, I won, I won 20 plushies while you were talking for a minute. Basically. It's like, what the fuck? Like, here, you can have half. Shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> here, take this half. Bro, they literally made Fuyuki just seem like the, like the dumb bimbo. Just like, oh, shiny. Yeah, she's uh she is the Hokkaido Marin. <laughs> no, I think Marin's smarter than fucking Fuyuki. I know. I'm saying like with the enthusiasm and all that. Maji. Maji. Um, but yeah, our date's still going on. Saw a movie. Brandon was crying because she identified with this character. But we're gonna get to that in a second. Female empowerment. Well that. Um but yeah, uh, Rena Subasa send down this little dining area, and Rena talks about like you know like how like she has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. If she slips up once, people probably won't recognize her. Right. And Subasa gave her the pep talk. You can <laughs> like, do you know, anything. Like, you, yeah, like, you can do anything. Like I like the how they see you. Like you're influencing people as you are now. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I, like they definitely look up to you. Not. Just how you are as a person, and Rana's response to that is so you have a girlfriend? <laughs> no, that makes you know, sense. You wouldn't be on this date with me if you did, yeah. As like, you know, I want to show you, I want you know what? Next time, I want to introduce you to my friend, and then Fuki's like, Oh, what a coincidence, we're here, friends. We're g- we stopped you. <laughs> it's like calling Beetlejuice, yes, Beetlejuice. So this turned to uh, Fuyuki, a uh, fangirl, into Rena, and like, hey, let's be friends. Basically, they all hang out, and we see Fuyuki's mom. Like, hey, I sold a shit ton of clothes and all this. Let's go, let's go get dinner. They're all having it, and fucking Fuyuki's mom sees the Tsubasa saying, "So, you're a lucky guy, having uh, four girls at your table." I know you. I, I know. I know you got your classmates, but I'm here too. That's just throwing it out there. Would love to sink my fangs into you. Yes. 
She quite literally has fangs. I know. It's like it's like fucking uh, Tomo. Tomo's mom. Basically. Yeah. She used she used the Tomo chance. But uh, <laughs> uh that happened. They had the dinner. They all they're about to go out. They're like making plans for the future. In on uh, the back of Sabasa's head, you know, grandma got a fucking karate kick him when he walks in. You smell of makeup, perfume, and food? Who fed you? How dare they? Was it that whore next door? The whore next door. Who no, she it? likes the whore next door. Yes. That's right. She doesn't like the other ones. She doesn't like the other, the blonde whore. Yeah, because she's too happy. <laughs> too friendly. Shaking my head. Can't have that here. It's not allowed. But uh, moving on, uh, Tamazaki. <laughs> You know, I think this week's episode of Tomozaki, low-key, I think is one of, like, the better episodes that they've ever done. And I honestly think this week, and well, no, I can't say that because, of course, we have Sign of Affection. That always tops everything. But I think Tomozaki this week was the second best rom-com episode of the week, in my opinion. I really enjoyed this episode. And I'm really enjoying season two far more than I did season one. And I enjoyed season one. No, this this has been good. Um... Basically, it's time for the next set of tests. <laughs> and before that, though, um, Tomozaki is talking to Takahiro. Talking about, basically, women internet, about Mimi. Yep. Liking him. And he brings himself down and fucking Takahiro gave him the slap in the face of, dude, stop that. <laughs> cool guys don't shit on themselves, dude. Yeah. Like, You're not gonna get pussy by shitting on yourself. Like if you want to do like a cake thing, you want, but that affects a lot of people when you say this shit. Yeah, it's a really bad habit of yours. You should kill like, that. Stop, kind of. like, like he was really like sincere, but like stern about it, which was nice. Like, but he also, I like what he said. He's like, he's like, hey, he's like, you have both avenues. Believe it or not, he's like, you can either pretend nothing happened and just be friends, or you can explore and see if you guys can be an item. Yeah. Why not? And he was also shocked. He's like, wait. Me, me, me? For real? Yeah. Uso? So the, the girl that's, that likes the other girl? Her? <laughs> no, I think it was just like, wow, she's super hot. Didn't expect you to pull her. Yeah, basically. Super hot and popular. Wow. Okay, superstar. Yep, and then uh, Aoi gives uh, Tomazaki the next test. Before that, though, she, Tomazaki actually gives the answer of who he wants to pursue, which is Mimi. And Puka, yep. And of course, I always like that's so that's so bland, that's so lame. <laughs> I I knew you were gonna pick them. Well, Doug, like, one girl's taken, and you're a bitch. Yeah, and the other one, and what you call it? Uh, fucking Tama. No, she's not the dating type. <laughs> no, she's just friendly, cuddly type. Not like I want to yeah, so, sit there. Yeah, and so you should. So you should just run them down, anyways. <laughs> yeah, like. You already know. It was just between three people. Yeah. So basically, the next set of tests is got to hold hands with them for five seconds. Uh, ask them what their ideal, per, like their ideal partner, like what they look for. You know, I would have loved, I just for shits and giggles and curiosity's sake, I would have loved to have seen if he had picked her. Nah, I, I think even you know, like nah. Yeah, I feel like he not feel like you're just a life coach to me. Yeah, no, but I feel like Inami would have been like, Oh, that's so sweet. You want to get to know me? Okay. 
You're wasting you know time, but okay. No, it, it'll be. It, it, yeah, she would just gaslight him the whole time. No. Yeah, but no, like honestly, I'm glad that they 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 this episode kills that potential as far as we are. We're yeah, aware. yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I I probably would not be on board for that. And they picked the two best girls. Yeah, you know, was, I, I, you know, I can see Starman and Angel giving you those type of tests. <laughs> I would fail. I know, <laughs> but I can see them doing it for you though. Oh God. But uh, anyway, that it was that, and what was the other one? Like plan out what they want to do for the cultural festival. Or... No, so it was so the three tests were um, get, to know, get to know what they're interested in, hold hands for five seconds, and wear matching accessories. That's right. That's exclusive what it was. Okay. to the, to you, your partner to either to, to the person that you he already are. has. So he already has uh, Mimi's with yeah. the uh, little keychain, right? I would imagine that would be. I think that. they all have one though. So. Yeah, yeah, but he he could use that because he doesn't wear his. So if he started wearing his, that right, would be but I think, but I think, I think it's more that has it has to be both of them together. Look, get picking one. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like that, like he has to buy a new one. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Sure. And he's like, all right, now tell me who you love after this. Is totally like, like, can I just figure that on my own? Yeah, he's like, I don't want to. Con- I was like, I don't want to make confessing a goal because. That doesn't seem sincere. Like, if I confess to a girl, like, I want it to, like, really, like, be because I genuinely like her and I genuinely want to be with her, not because you've tasked me to fucking do so. Yeah. And then she's like, that's stupid, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it, I guess. I, I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, Mimi is, uh, again, awkward around Tomazaki when they're in the classroom and fucking Aoi tries to poke poke at Mimi like, hey, so what are you doing? Like, what'd you do? And she texts Tomazaki, what the fuck you do? <laughs> yeah, because I love the awkward tension. That really is what sells this uh this yeah. episode. Yeah, it's awkward. more like I can't believe I can't believe I fucking said this. <laughs> but he we do get interactions with both of them. Uh we'll talk about them individually. With uh Fuka, it was more about the script again. Yep. And it was um the rewritten one. Yep. Only half of it. Yep. And Tomazaki talks about it's not the same. It's like you made it with it like it's like it's the characters. Mm-hmm. You made them too generic. Mm-hmm. And then Fuka explains, like, well, it was because you know it'd be easier for the actors and all this, but but like it, if you do it this way, like back to the original, how they were character wise, you can talk to them, you can guide them. Yeah, he's like it's harder. He and he talks about it from the play standpoint. He's like, if you make them this generic and this like stringent, it's yeah. hard to act that out. Versus giving them that sense, the characters that sense of freedom, it's easier yeah. for the play's sake to do that. Right. Which makes sense, and that actually is a prime example of how you know when you see and when you see a uh, an, an adaptation, how like they may change little things that you'll notice and be like, why did they change it? This might yeah. be. A- premier reason why stuff like that gets changed in real life scenarios like that because of the fact that you need to be able to relay that better to the audience so I thought that made sense from that perspective as well yeah so now she's gonna go back to the original but she'll write the characters the old way Mm -hmm. revised scripts so that's good there I actually liked at the end real quick I like how they actually explained in the story a little bit (laughs) Yeah, and he manages to complete his first task, which is get to what does dating mean to you, Fuka? Yeah, now we got that. Yeah, we got that from her. Well, now yeah. 
that was gonna do it for Mimi. <laughs> you know, I really find this interesting because all the signs point to Fuka being the one, right? Because yeah. he, he talks to her easier. He, you know, like enjoys her company, enjoys their conversations. With Mimi, I feel like he is fully aware of her status in the class and is fully aware of her personality. And it's like a very bolsterous personality that like, it's, a, it's like, you know, like a, a kind A type for him. And he's he struggles with that piece. But at the same time, at least he knows definitively with Mimi that he that she likes him. He even says that specifically um, before he goes to speak to uh, to Aoi uh, to confirm the, the the people. He's like, I can say this definitively. She likes me. So it's interesting because he knows already she likes him. You can tell by the tension. At least he should be able to tell by the tension that obviously she's feeling a certain type of way about what she said and about him in general and the way she acts whenever any other girl is brought up, she gets like defensive. And so there's, you know, that aspect to that, that I find fascinating in terms of the pick, you know, personally, like I said, I'm rooting for, for Mimi. I just, she's like the prettier of the two girls and she's the more fun of them, but you know, just in that dichotomy where you have Fuka being the obvious choice. Yeah. And real quick with Mimi having the lunch together, of course, fucking Mimi gets ramen this time and not when he needed her for the task. Of course. Can I retake that picture? Yep. But no, nah, that, that, that task is done. But Mimi asks, so about what happened? Can we just forget this happened? Like, forget. You know, I, I, you know what? Let's just, I don't want to, but can we just forget that for now? <laughs> of course not. Yeah, like, it happened. What are you going to do? <laughs> for real. I love, by the way, if we go back backwards to when Aoi was trying to like talk to Tomozaki when he asked, like, how do I know like who what girl I like? And he's like, Well, picture both of them, right? Yes. You're alone and you're alone at home. You sit on the bed, you have a good conversation, you're holding hands, you know, and then you imagine that with the other girl. And you sit there and you have the imagination and fucking Aoi's like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're you're enjoying that that image, huh? That mental image. Yeah. That was funny. But you know what? I did like this episode. Uh, I am excited. We got... Is this a 12 Three. or a 13? No, it's a... No, I think it's a 13. It's a... Uh, one more? It is a 13, so we have four more. Um, yeah. I think... I, I hope they don't rush the cultural festival because I, I want I them to... Think, I think cultural festival will be Season episode Three. 11. No, I I want to say I want them to do the cultural festival in season three. You know they won't though, <laughs> because they so we're missing two things, right? They have the play, they haven't decided who the who the participants of the play are, and uh, Tomozaki agreed to be uh, Mimi's uh, what's it called comedy partner, yeah, comedy partner as well. So they both have practices for that, and if they do it right, you should show at least a couple like episodes of it, like of their practice sessions. And have stuff develop and happen in the storyline within those sessions that leads you to the cultural festival. And then the cultural festival will obviously be another two or three episodes minimum for that as well. Right. So I think cultural festival will be season three. And then the afters of what happens after that will happen there. Because like for remember, like they did with the uh with what's her face, the bitchy character? Kono, I think. What's her name? Like Emma? Uh, the the bitchy character. 
Is her name Emma? Kono, okay. Kono, Kono, whatever the fuck her name is. Regardless, they did two episodes or three episodes of that. Then it, it uh, finished with like, oh, she did fabulous. And then they did another two or three episodes of her being a, a bitch and the whole thing with the Tama situation. And that literally took up half the season. Yeah, that that, 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 yeah, that was way too long. It was way too long, but if they're going to do the same, if they did it for that, they certainly should do it for the cultural festival. Have the have the the pre up to the cultural festival, the cultural festival itself, and then the afters of the cultural festival, and then I think you could probably stretch it maybe two more seasons. You have that season, season three. Cultural festival is not going to be two seasons. <laughs> no, 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 no. The cultural festival and all of that stuff—that's all one season, and then you don't give like because they're really good at not giving definitives. Like you know, leave on the season end of season three with like a decision. Like he's like maybe he's kissed one right and he but he doesn't confess or whatever the case may be or maybe he gets a confession from uh from mimi and then he's like oh but i'm really liking fuka and then you drag that out for a final season like they did with snafu i know you guys don't like snafu i love snafu but that's what no, they did no, i like snafu okay starman is particularly yeah. Like snafu. but yeah that's what they did basically where they ended season two on the cliffhanger and then they made season three literally all about the decision they drug that out about the decision and then you got the decision and then you got afters you got at least one one or two episodes about the afters so you should do that for that we will figure that out uh up next side of affection <laughs> you want to close with dangers i think we can close with sign of affection i like I, I really like dangerous <laughs> i like dangerous too and, and usually we usually go back and forth like we usually flip them each each week so. fine fine yeah, so yeah, the side will go after dangers next week. Unless something really big happens. Just... But now this is more about Itsumi, Shin, and Emma, both of the back back backstory. Yep. We find out more about Shin. He's very he's very chill when he's not like a, his, his doing hair design. He was a neat. He was damn near a neat when he was in Almost, high school. Yeah, yeah. Because he goes back to high school. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, you want to you want to build up what happened? Sorry, I, I'm skipping ahead. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was talking about that. Um, what you call it? Uh, you see, a giant music collection from Shins. Yeah, he's got literally bookshelves of nothing but CDs, like rock, like rock music and all this. And asked Yuki, like, "Hey, you like music?" And then that's waiting. Uh, Itsumi saying, "Like, hey, yeah. um, she's deaf." And she was like, "Oh, that's why." Yeah, that's and... why Emmy's pissy. And then yeah, Shane was talking to Itsumi about Emma. And he's even Shin's like, so it's cool that I can go to her now, right? Because he's talking about how he held his emotions in for so long. <laughs> so long. All because he thought Itsumi liked Emma, even though he did. He wanted like nothing to do with her in that, in that aspect. And we find out why mm -hmm. in, in the high school flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Emma is very creepy. <laughs> I would say creepy. No, it's like a little creepy, yeah, but I would say very creepy. Yeah, she like she is creepy. She's very pushy. She's definitely very pushy. She the whole reason why she likes Shin in the first place is because the fact that she's shallow. Yeah. That's the whole base. Because literally it was like, oh, did you see the new guy? The new guy, he's so hot. He's so hot. All the girls, like, oh my god, he's uh, my knight in shining armor. Uh, literally her words. But yeah, it's a me, not sure. It's... Sorry, yeah. It's a me, oh, yeah, yeah. She didn't take any chance to like have a legit hangout to get to know him just hey will you ask me out we want to go out with me will you go out with me <laughs> will you have sex with me <laughs> no but here's my key to my apartment sleep here go on going out 
crazy. Yeah, so all of that, and we, and basically when for shooting Emma, she likes her because you know she gave him a CD when he was by himself. <laughs> and yeah, no, it, it's the you know in particular what irks me is nowadays, especially as you get older, women are really like conscious of what they do because they don't want to give off a a, a, a impression that's not the case. Absolutely. But when you're in high school. Uh, people in general, men and women, are very oblivious to that. Emma was completely oblivious to the fact that her kindness to someone like Shin, who was like the class outcast, he would just keep to himself, he didn't talk to nobody, you know, her kindness and her extending herself out in a friendly way meant a lot to Shin, and that's what gave him that impression of, I like Emma, because Emma's like the first girl that's really been kind to me, she understands me to a degree, she's so pretty, um, you know, she's got her like wonderful like facets about her personality that she likes that Shin likes in his opinion. And so Emma's just being Emma. She's like, she's just being friendly. This whole time she's just been friend zoned. She friend zoned him basically. Yeah, and he put himself there as well. And yeah, to your point though, he didn't ex- he didn't make an effort to break out of it. Yeah, that. basically he just assumed Itsumi liked her and didn't even bother asking legitimately or anything like that. Well, it was also his insecurities because he sees how yeah. amazing Its- Itsumi is, and he's like, I can't compete with that. Eats all me, eats all me, and I'm me. Like he's very outgoing. He's good looking. Yeah, he's very nice. Tall, all that. Yep, six foot four, deadbeat, all the works. <laughs> all he needs is a baby mama, or two, yeah. basically. <laughs> so Shin, he tried to date other women. It got to the point where one of the women called him out. I was like, "You love Emma. That's all, that's all you hang out with." And not yeah, he got a girlfriend. Yeah, and, and he, he, he got a girlfriend so we could forget about Emma, but he yep. couldn't. And no, because he was he was still hanging out with Emma, and then she called him out on it, and he said in front of Emma, she is means nothing to me. And then Emma's like, "How could you hurt me?" Even though she's like, "Yeah, it's whatever." Yeah, she's like, "I but, know I like you told me, but damn, like you wouldn't fuck me." Yeah, but Itsumi told shit like you know maybe she sorry not uh Shin, the other guy the other the other friend. I was like, you know, maybe she's just been waiting for you to say it. Yeah, Shin talks to Itsumi's cousin. Uh, Kyoya, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe she's just waiting for you. So yeah. why not? And yeah, before that, though, uh, Shin tells Itsumi, hey, take care of Yuki, but I will handle Emma. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. It, 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 it was she come out from you. Yeah. And then Itsumi's like, all right, thank you. Talks to Kyoya to actually make him like I'm gonna go for it. It's gonna happen. It's time. At first he calls him. He's like, I need a drink, dude. Like, yeah. I'm gonna come over. Like, it's like you know you can just come anytime. You don't have to call me. Just... Yeah. And but then he yeah you're in a reason to call obviously. Yeah. And Emma goes to the uh, hair salon, which is the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. They're making his hair and all this, and before he can mention anything. Emma you know, goes, he hesitates. It's not that before he mentioned anything, he hesitates. Because he's yeah, like, oh, literally, she's like, oh, like, it's surprising that you called me first, but that's fine. Like, is are you okay? Like, do you need somebody to talk to no, about it? Yeah, say, like, yeah, she wants this. Like, she, like you'd say, he does her hair. And yeah. as he was about to say, hey, I like you, she says, do you I hope he's only notices my hair. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. I would have said, you know what? He's dating someone else. He's fucking uh what's it called? Uh you No, I wouldn't say no, I wouldn't say this. He has a girlfriend. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> With me. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that yet. I would just let him know about the dating first and then 
later on when she gets over it, then you do it. <laughs> but dude, like Shin, let the band off, man. Come on. <laughs> I know. I feel bad for. I still feel bad for him. You said you don't. I do. Get... I do, and I don't. I feel bad because also really, it's like her. <laughs> right. That that's where we're like her. <laughs> Bro, Yuki is really fucking pretty. She, her only thing is that she's deaf, and even then, that's not a big deal because Itoomi is that kind of a human being. So, like, all right, I want to relate. Yeah, to he's you. very patient. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, I'll fucking I'll take Rin over Emma. <laughs> oh yeah, same. She's fun, bubbly, quirky. Oh yeah, no, but yeah, not a bitch. Exactly, and you, you want to have and you want to have a drink with her. Yeah, and like have a good time, not have a drink and fuck like Emma. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Emma's the type of person that might poke a hole in the condom. Oh yeah, no, she would. She, no, she would go full Yandere. <laughs> she's about to go. She's about to go. I saw that voice on Yuki. Oh my god! No, I hope not. I, no, no, she would definitely. I hope not too. I fucking hope not, bro. That would be bad, bro. She would automatically win worst antagonist of the season. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Best antagonist, I should say. I don't have an antagonist yet. Weird, weird enough. Yeah, I just I'm I started literally thinking about my what my top ten is gonna be on Wednesday. One one to six is locked. That's not the order. I have not ordered it. I have not ordered it yet. Yeah. But no, like I really I'll do that after the show. I'll do like, after I show. legitimately have no antagonists. Like Freedom doesn't have one. I guess Apothecary would lock in, but it's not really established yet. It's not established, no. Um, if, if he is, then sure. Hell yeah, but uh I guess Mashal I don't know. Dangerous I don't doesn't have, have one villain. anymore. Which one? Actually, no, I have one. Banished Hero has fucking... Uh, has, I was uh, has stuff. <laughs> yeah, Banished Hero has a fucking... Uh, has a, 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 a super asshole antagonist, Van, which you um, hear me talk about with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. High card? High card. I know, but trying to justify actual great villain. He's an antagonist, but... That's it. That's literally it. That I, and, and Rouge. I guess, I guess Rouge I, has an antagonist. I have. I guess I have classroom. Rouge is probably not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna say Subasa's grandmother. <laughs> no. <laughs> the best king doesn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weak for villains. Yeah, it so is far. weak for villains. For me, I have one established, and so I I think that's gonna yeah. end up winning. But we'll see how we'll see how 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 low Emma stoops. Yeah, Emma's a yeah. potential real contender. Yeah, she could be. Yeah, she could be really bad. She could be like um, the sister in Happy Marriage and just ruin <laughs> Yuki's life. Bro, I don't. I think. She, I don't think she's gonna ruin shit with Yuki. I think she just wants to break Yuki by like forcing her to believe like fucking Itsumi cheated on is cheating on her. Yeah. Like literally, Emma's gonna like throw herself on sh- on uh, on Itsumi. Yeah, and, and, like, yeah, and, and then like, I hope, and then I hope. Itsumi and Shin are no longer friends with her after that. Yeah, because that, that's and that's another thing too. Because then Shin is gonna be like, "Oh, you you have a girlfriend, but you're trying to fuck the girl that I like, dude." Like I can see that. Like she's getting like really fucked up, and like she's in brawn panties, and then she comes over or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I don't see that part. Last part, but yeah. It's... No, well, I don't mean like actually do. You know what I mean though. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But anyway, let's move on. Dangers in my heart. Class is uh, wrapping up. Yep. As people are leaving. Uh, Ichikawa sees Yamada playing basketball. Yep, they're playing basketball together. They're not and supposed to play basketball together, by the way. Not, yeah, because everything's closed. Those are, yeah, they're but they're hanging out. Yep. And Ichikawa says, "If I make this shot in, 
I'm gonna ask her out. I swear to God, when that happened and he shot the ball, like when it released out of his hand, I was expecting yeah. Yamada to just block the fuck out of his shot. <laughs> I would have, I would have pissed myself Like Spike go not in my house. <laughs> yeah, bro. She the Kembe Matumboed his ass. I would have pissed oh, myself no. laughing. It rebounded. She caught it to make it go back in. It would no. It spun. Not only it, it's not like he bricked it. Like it was like yeah, like it's about to go in and out, out, and then Yamada fucked today. And, Yamada won. So she gets, I guess, whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah, the agreement was uh, what's it called the basically like the uh, the king. Like you know, we they have to do one thing that the other person says, anything. Yep, anything. <laughs> we slip into hentai. No. Yeah, but no. Uh, also, um, before that though, I'm sorry. Our show tried to sneak in a white day present for Moeka. That was funny. Yeah, and, uh, Ichi- and of course, fucking Ichikawa, like, hey, stop it! Like, I'll, like, I'll take care of it. And yeah. Yamada sees <laughs> the present because he, he yeah. threw it in her locker, not Moe's yeah. locker. Yep. And later on, we find they're, they're like, hey, it was actually, it's me. Sorry. I love, the, I love that. I love, I love that his fucking mom is basically the equivalent of Fuyuki's mom. Yes, <laughs> it's basically the equivalent of Fuyuki's mom. But yeah. then, like, no, just the principle of like Moeka for the first time had a doki doki moment, though. Yeah, it no, was no, weird. Cool. She was weirded out, but at the same time, she had a doki doki moment. Yeah, and of course, Yamada opened it, and you know, I was like, "Hey, kissy, kissy." Yeah, like, can't wait for this. I, I, I totally appreciate your gift. It tasted so good. Kissy, kissy, kissy. Yeah, I was like, she got so flustered, but I was like, dude, he would never say that. Of course not. Yeah. This part, I, I really liked, like, they were walking home together yep. at night. Yeah. And they see, and Ichikawa has his, he shot, his spidey senses were tingling. By the way, she, fucking, hold on, real quick. By the way, complete change in attire. Normally, normally, uh, Anna is really, like, wholesome looking for the most yeah. part. She's fashionable, but she's still wholesome looking. Yeah. She went full Gairu. In yeah. her like in her uh, outfit choice for her shoot, full yeah. on gown with short shorts, big ass chonga hoop earrings, like bro, full on choker, yeah. fucking pigtails with like the little hair accessory, full on, fucking uh, what's it called, uh, Garu. Right. As they're walking home, they're being followed. Ichikawa's like panicking. Yeah. They got to full on protection boyfriend mode yep and it's his dad <laughs> it's his dad and he blurred out oh yeah like yeah your mom your mom sent me to get He's like, i didn't want to interrupt anything between you two i was just yeah. patiently watching in the back like, like why are you doing that like, your mom's going to pick up your birthday cake birthday and then, cake and then yamada and then yamada's like it's your birthday <laughs> surprise and, then, and but, but he actually takes the initiative he's like do you want to come over and eat and have some cake yeah and then, of course, Yamada beams. By the way, you skipped because this comes into play. You skipped what Yamada wished for with the uh, with the basketball game. She asked to call him his first name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like can I call you Kyo? Yeah, not Kyotaro, not yeah. Kawa. Kyo, and he's yeah. like today because Kyo means today in yeah. Japanese. Kyo today. Like, no, yeah. my name. Yeah, and that comes into play in a, in a minute. Yeah, that's gonna come later. Yeah, yeah. They do the birthday thing as they walk inside. Kana's like, I, I also I fucking love Kana. She's like, she comes yeah. in like, like, 
She's got a girl. This is the best birthday ever, and it's not mine. Yep. Like, let's go. <laughs> and she starts changing into like her like nicest outfit and shit. And yeah. then, of course, uh, what's it called? Anna's like, oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. Oh, yeah, the, 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 before that, though, Yamada is like, I don't eat a lot. That's okay. I'm on a diet. As her no, stomach no, no, just she like that. She's like, no, no, she's like, I don't eat much. So I don't need to. And, and then Ichikawa's like, that's the biggest fucking lie you've ever That's said. That's the biggest lie you've ever said, for real. As you hear her stomach just go. Yeah. yeah, and they have they have the dinner, they have the birthday cake. They the ask, by the way, they're like, oh, you're so pretty. The mom is like, and and uh, Kana both, because they didn't know. They're like, you're so pretty. You look like a model. And she's I like, am. I am a model. And oh, she's like, amateur? Like, like, no, pro. <laughs> no, like pro. Like, I have an agency and all that. I'm in shoots and movies and stuff. And they're like, and then fucking Kana starts looking down and she's like, oh, smaller boobs, good. flabbier stomach, my outfit. She's like, I can't compare. It's like, no, no, you're good. You're good. I promise. Seriously. Yeah. So, so all that shit. Uh, but yeah, they do that. Uh, and of course, the mom's <laughs> like, hey, why don't you spend the night? Mm. It's like, Age comes like no 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 it's no big deal. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna call. The, oh yeah, spend the night. Like, oh, I'm spending the Ichikawa, Ichikawa, and fucking like Kana. Yeah, uh, shouted over. Like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. And then the mom, not realizing, she's just like, yeah, our daughters really get along, and so they just wanted to sleep over. Is that okay? Yeah. And they're like, I, I guess. Thanks, mom. Click. Yeah. Um, of course, Yamada takes a bath. Actually, no, we're, we're, we're going a little too long. But yeah, it takes a bath. Uh, so fucking Ichikawa brings the clothes, even the pantsu, even though it's his sister's. It's his sister's pantsu she wore one time. Yep. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, it's not like I gave you nuclear materials. Just gave you underwear, dude. Yeah. Fucking creep. And then she's like, oh, do you have a... And I'd laugh my ass off. And she's like, oh, Ichikawa's like, hey, I brought you clothes. Um, you, uh, My sister gave me one of her like new underwears, but if you want to use your other one, feel free to use the washer and dryer, Um, and you could use your own underwear. And then Yamada's like, hey, do you have a rubber? And he's like, what? What? And then he's like, oh, a hair tie. Yep. Okay. And then she's like, hey, I'm going to leave the hair tie here. And then, But Yamada opens the door. And Ichikawa, if he really wanted to be a pervy son of a bitch, he could have looked in the mirror, but he didn't. He just awkwardly gave her the hair tie. Both their hands touched. Yep. Her nice, warm, wet, slippery hand touched his. And he's like, oh, my heart. My yeah. cock. <laughs> he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> it's a miracle he hasn't jizzed himself. It's a miracle they haven't written that, where Ichikawa just fucking prematurely ejaculates on himself right. for some reason. <laughs> just waiting for that. That's going to be the topper of all toppers there if he does that shit. But let's continue. It's late at night. Ichikawa's thirsty. He gets up and he sees that Yamada's awake. Yep, she's reading a script. Yeah, for the movie. And what you call it? Uh, she's talking about like you know, like she wants to, she really wants to do well for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm drawing a blank. Like, what else did they talk about? Like, what did each cover say? No, so it was. So they had a, a nice moment. She was saying, hey, "I really want to do well." Da 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 da. And then um, they end up talking about like kind of like their own personal like feelings about life in general. And Ichikawa basically says that one of his biggest worries is that he doesn't feel like he's a good boy. 
you know, just in general yep. to his family. And then, you know, uh, Yamada's like, well, you have a good mom and a good dad. Like, you have a good sister. Like, you have a good family set up. Why do you feel that way? He's like, it's just just how I feel. You know, I don't feel like I'm always a good kid. And so Yamada, on her own, without thinking, just grabs Kitaro's head and puts it against her bosom, not in a, any sort of sexual way, and just holds him and strokes his hair and lets him know, like, it's okay. Like, you're good. And I expect Ichikawa to start crying. I really did. Yeah. It was a nice, really I, I, nice. I, I think that would have that would have sold it more if he if he did. He would have shed a tear, yeah. If he would have shed like a tear or two, yeah, at least something. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I would have loved it a lot more if he did that. Yeah, but it was still a nice moment between them. Yeah. And, and so they let go. There's a little bit awkward, and then they start having conversation, and they continue to have conversation. And before you know it, it's six in the morning. Yeah, I was still having a conversation, and Yamada's knocked the fuck out. So Ichikawa sees her knocked out. He gets really close to her face. And I'm thinking, Ichikawa, please don't be a creep. Please don't kiss her right now, dude. Like, consent. Consent. Yeah. Don't do it. And so, but no, he tucks her in and he says, good night, Yamada. And then he walks out. And as soon as the door closes, Yamada wakes up and she's all blushing and she tucks her like face into the blanket more. Because yeah. the man that she likes tucked her in the, at night, basically. End episode. Yes. <laughs> Good episode. Good ass no, episode. No, no, now no, no, no. that I recount it, this is a better episode than the than the uh Yeah, I was like than, I, was uh, like, I love it. Don't get like I, I love size, that. but it was just a flashback, but this was more of them. That you know, that's the thing. It's like I appreciate signs because of the adult aspects of their of the relationship going on and the uniqueness of the fact that she's deaf. But just in terms of like real romantic progress, like you know. I, I it's like it's kind of like wrestling, right? Where the chase is better than than the, the achievement. Yeah. Kind of feels that way. In, yeah, that, dangers that, in that, the chase is so much more like interesting compared that's to that's why me. I like dangers a little more right now, but they're both excellent. I like I like them both equally for for different I like it equally, but I say like I like I love the chase. I it's, it's always that it's always like you want to root, you you want to root for the baby face. I just I don't mind like I don't know. Like it either it goes up and down for me with dangers because like when you get Ichikawa being a creep or being indecisive, it does get a little bit annoying where you get none of that whatsoever. Like there's less awkward tension. I, not awkward tension, I'm sorry. There's less cringy tension in um signs. There's almost none. Well that's, well, that's the thing, because and I'm just kids, not a fan of cringe. Say, you it's know. more it's not cringe, it's they're kids. They're still like learning. And that's so, something that you should keep in mind. Yeah, that they're they're not even in high school. They're but they're yeah. Kyotaro turned 14. Yeah, was, that's, that's the thing. Like they're still figuring their own shit out while they're adults. They have most of their life together. Yeah. That's that's yeah. how you gotta look. You can't say they like you hey, you're 14, you should be like Itsubi traveling, all that shit, being calm collective. Yeah, you can tell Itsubi yeah. is not a virgin. What? Yeah, so you can tell Itsubi is not a virgin. Oh, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. There, like there is no fucking way. <laughs> I wonder what the sign language is. Is please be gentle. Is my first time. I don't know. Ask, ask someone. We'll look it up. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, this one's gonna be pretty quickly because it's basically one thing and like one mystery. About yeah. the character diaries. Still so fucking good though. It's still it's still great though. Uh, no lock in. Nope. This time. All uh, the focus is on Sweetie. Uh, and we'll get to that in a bit. But before that, Mau Mau is awake. Yep. And already she wants to get back to work. She wants to get right into it. 
No, well, she didn't really want to get back into it necessarily. It's okay, just, like, like literally, she woke up. The um the the the, the grandma, I forget her name. Um, Jinchi's uh, grandma, right? Yeah, and she's not literally Jinchi's grandma, but her. Well, his, I was saying, like his the, attendant. That, his attendant. I call her grandma, but it's his attendant, the old lady. Um, I don't, I don't know her name, so I forgot her name. But anyway, the I call her grandma. Grandma basically says, oh, you're awake here. Drink this, you know, some medicine, some water, tea, whatever it is. She's like, I hate to pester you so early, but can you get dressed and go speak to, to Jinshi? Yeah. So Jinshi, Xiao Mao, I'm sorry, Jinshi, um, what's his Gaoshun. face? Gaoshun. And uh, the other dude, whose name I'm forgetting, not Lacan, the, the other. The, the, the guy she used to get to. Yeah, the third, that third eunuch. Eunuch, but. um. I would say Yunok. Uh, Lihaku. Lihaku. They all have the conversation, and she breaks down everything that happened. And Lihaku's very animated because of the fact that he feels like a little complicit. So he's very animated about things, but as the rationale sinks in with Shamal's words, with Mamal's words, he calms down, and basically, you know, they kind of get a consensus about what's going on. And then, so suddenly, we get the revelation that um what's it called sweet a is dead right yep we get the revelation sweet a is dead and causes a big big like you know yeah not panic and, but like it adds and to there the- were basically like <sighs> you talked to her last mm-hmm. so yeah so help us out here <laughs> yeah so but basically she's just thinking literally mama just spends the entire day thinking about everything that she has going on. And then she's like, what, anything I could pull? And then she realizes the drug, the, what's it called? The resurrection drug. She runs in, it's past midnight. She runs into Jinshi's office and she's like, I need to see the coroner. I need to see her body now. So the following morning they wake up, they go to the morgue and what's it called? Uh, They bring the attendant there. And of course the attendant is the attendant that, uh, that Sweet A was really close with. Yep. Um, and so that adds a little bit of suspicion. But basically, Mao Mao is able to quickly deduce that things aren't the way they are. So she gets a crowbar and she opens up the coffin. And it's not. The dead body that's in there is not there because the, basically she, she asked, she's like, Did you? She's like, All right, she's dead. Did you cut her open? No. No. And yeah, and she has this maniacal laugh. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna, well, I was going to get to that. But basically, yeah, they open up the body. And then she's like, yeah, basically, so she used the revitalization drug that if you... So that comes with poison, right? There's two specific poisons that's similar to a, a morning lily and a blowfish. Yeah. You combine those poisons, it's enough to kill you. But if you do it, if you amount it correctly, it can basically act as feign as if you're dead. And then eventually when it wears off, you come back to life. So basically, that's literally what they did. And so she's like, she just climbed out. So they're like, check all the rest of the coffins. So they check all the coffins. They notice a coffin in the back corner has scratch marks. And they're like, whoever came to pick up the coffin or drop off the coffin, they dressed her as a eunuch and she was able to slip away. And so, um, what's it called? Basically, now is when we like, what's it called? First off, the attendants, he's super upset. He's like, I can't believe this is going on. Like, she would never do something like this, but she has. You know, and it's quick to see that like he's not really complicit. He was just used and duped by Sweet A, basically, right. and so that sucks for him. But Mao Mao, to your point that you mentioned, Map, she goes batshit. Yep, she is. She's happy. 
She is maniacally laughing as if like she committed the grandest murder of all time and got away with it. Because literally, she's like, this girl has planned this out for months and months. Everything had to go absolutely perfect. She set up an entire chain of events that led to this moment where she literally successfully feigned her own death. She's like, and she would have never been caught except yeah. she, she didn't know that I knew. And then she's like laughing hysterically. Like, she's like, I can't wait to meet her. Like, I want to talk to her about this. I want to talk to her about the drug. I'm going to make her tell me about the drug before she gets killed for this bullshit. And then eventually everyone's looking at her like, bitch, you crazy ass bitch. Pretty much. Like, so yeah, when that fell and you got a concussion, right? When he beat you, that knocked another screw loose in you, right? Yeah. Literally, that's what they're thinking. He's like, like, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. They made it worse. (laughs) Yeah. So. I can't wait. Oh, this is just... Oh, my God. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm so excited over this, yeah. dude. Seriously. All right. We got three more. <laughs> All right. Brian. Uh, Deccan's group has the best... By the way, we today's. We recorded Friday. We did not watch today's episode, so this is only covering last yeah. week. Yeah. Go ahead. But, uh, yeah, Duncan has the best strategy against this clone friggin'. Run away. <laughs> Nigeru! Yep. Nope. Close that door. Like, let, leave it in there. Let's figure something out. Yep. Eventually, we go to the side. This is more about Ubel and um, what's the other guy's name? Um, I forget his name, but Four Eyes. Yeah, uh, Ubel and Four Eyes. It was mostly about them for a bit. Yep. That ship, that ship is sailing. It's slowly sailing. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the ship. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you call it? Uh, Ubel's clone took uh, Four Eyes as a golem. Mm-hmm. So it didn't break yet, so he's not disqualified. He's not out. Yep. So Ubel's like, if I know, be like, I got it. Yeah. And of course, of course, you get the fucking pit shots of her. Hey. I, no, no, no. I haven't said that. That's the new religion now. <laughs> I've never been into armpits. Like I, I'm not either. You know, you but you know why? It's like I think what it was is like I didn't realize at the time. Like I went and um I was putting on deodorant one time, and like I like put my like hand against my mouth, not realizing that I had touched the deodorant somehow, and then I licked my lips again just randomly, and I'm like, oh, this tastes awful. And I was like, this tastes exactly like my deodorant smells. And I was like, yeah. I just licked my own deodorant. What the fuck? And then like I don't know what it correlated with me, and I was like, if I ever because you see it a lot, especially in hentai. You do yeah. see it a lot where, like, the uh, the armpit can be an erogenous zone and you can, you know, get something accomplished by, like, messing around with the armpit. Yeah, I, I, and I'm I, like, it, it correlated to me. I'm like, this doesn't add up. Like, that doesn't. Yeah, I, I got to look into how and why, basically, for that. I got to look into For it. research purposes. Yeah, basically. I, I'm curious. I'm actually legit curious. Like, what about it? Like, Please what? report back on what you find yeah, on I'll the next that. episode of Talk I'll, I'll do that privately or something. But, uh, Anyway, uh, Ubel beats her clone, and she goes back to Four Eyes like, that's not really you, is it? And, of course, it's another clone of Four Eyes. Yep. And it's like, so why'd you go there? Like, oh, I knew you saved me. <laughs> yeah, I just threw myself into, like, death just because I knew you. I knew you. And then yeah. she's like, oh, she's like, did I get closer to you? I think I did. Yep. And she's like, if you say so. And she, yeah, she's so fascinated with him. <laughs> Bro, she definitely looks like reverse rape. She would reverse yeah. rape him. No, she definitely would. But uh, definitely. Um, then we get the three on three battle over there that was going on with uh, the other guys' group. Mm. And on the other side, 
because there's a lot going on everywhere. Yep. Uh, Free and Infern, they beat their golems. Like, not their clones, but they beat a set of... And they see Duncan and all this. Yep. So cool, great. But other side, uh, Adele's group. Adele is the one... They have uh, Senses uh, golem. Of all people, the other first class. Yeah, yeah, they got the fucking... Yeah, that's crazy. That was was not fair. Like, oh, come on. That was not, bro, because you had two, like, mid ones. And then um, one that that kind of knows her, but yeah, her name sorry, her name is yeah. like what yeah. the, like oh what the fuck yeah she's like oh mind control except you can't mind control these things yep you cannot mind control a golem or anything like that so since so uh, that so that girl threw her golem out she's out while the two rookies run away uh Freeman and Fern they're talking to Duncan's group and all this mm. and one of the teammates is like. Here, hug on to me. I'm gonna to try to mind control all this, and all three is figure out. She smells nice, <laughs> and, and then fucking jealous. Fern gets fucking jealous. Like, mm. <laughs> uh, basically, it's figure out how to kill the free and golem, and Fern's like, I know how to do it. <laughs> I may be able to kill it. Right? How so you do yeah. that, Matt? <laughs> Hit it really hard. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, so basically, hit it really hard. That's all you gotta do. But yeah, basically, hands her. get these yeah. hands. That's what Denkin should be doing. Let's go fist across. For real. Like fuck it, we ball. How dare you hit a woman? Well, it's not really a woman. It's, it's a, a golem. Yes, it's a golem. So fuck it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So basically, it's gonna be up to Ferret and Freen to beat Golem Freen. Can't I wait. think they do manage to do it because I saw like a little preview of it and like I see like a big. Well, they, well, they kind of have to, but. Well, yeah, because plot. But yeah, but, but it's more of who does it. I'm, that I'm curious about. That's crazy when you yeah. think about it, right? Fucking Fern just being able to do that. Yeah, because again, it's free and this free and golem is free and strengths, all of it. <laughs> you, you notice too, this is completely like not random, but like something that would go unnoticed. The the mage, right? That they, they get the I forget her name, but the one where they can get any spell they want. Yeah. She's an elf. Yeah. And then you had uh Flam. Flam was a human. Yep. Now you train Freean, an elf. And now you have Fern. A human. A human. There's a cycle here of yeah, all women. I feel like it's gonna be a cycle. elf and human. Yep. So now Fern probably at the end of the series. Maybe she teaches uh, maybe Freeman's kid if she has a kid. Or maybe they find another random elf. That's right. The elves are slowly going extinct. There's a few left. So. Yeah, they, they said there's only a few left. and Even so. But even then, that's not bad. Because then like you have the principle of giving magic back to humanity instead of a a, a, a demi-creature, I guess you could say. I would, would you call an elf a demi-creature? Um, no. To, eh. it, it, it's its own race, so... This is on right. Okay. Well, I was just curious. All right. All right. Now, Arco main, great pretender, Raz Beluto. <laughs> no, but no, we should do high card and then go into okay. pretender. All and right. Chris has seen pretender, right? No. Oh, he didn't see it? Okay. They didn't see it. That's why. That's why I figured we'd do it real quick. Unless you want to do high card now. <laughs> um. No, if he hasn't seen it, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we're not we're not doing a recap. This is basically it's a four part fame turn formatted as a movie. 
Uh, is this this is the fo- is the sequel to Great Pretender season one? This focuses on Dorothy who still has amnesia. It doesn't feel like a sequel to me. It felt like almost like a prequel. Did it not? Because she had no idea. Who... It's a it's a legit sequel. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a sequel though, because like in season one, Dorothy knows Homeboy. I forget his name. Okay. Okay. So all right. So it's a little bit in the. Um... This feels like a prequel. But that's the thing. When we saw Edamame, it seems like he's already familiar with Laurence or all that. Laurence is the one, basically, that set everything up. I know. When it's all said and done, Laurence screwed over the the fucking guy again. I... And Dorothy didn't realize it. Yeah, I wasn't... I don't know... I did like the. I really. I liked the last ten minutes. The second half was certainly better than the first half. I. It's like it wasn't funny that people say. It wasn't as funny as the series. No. No, and I didn't. And I didn't. I didn't care about the new characters. I. No, I. I didn't care about the fat guy. I didn't care about. The fat guy was a little annoying. No, I I hated him. He was a bastard too. He fucking sold his friend out like three times, and then they're friends at the end. Like motherfucker, you sold me out for what is it, two hundred million won? Yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, because they're in Chinese Taipei, so it's uh, Taipei money. It's not actually a uh, Korean right. money. Sorry. Yeah, it's just more. Of, I just wasn't invested in new character. I, I only cared about Dorothy. Yeah, like, like if you put that case or whatever heist, whatever you want to call it, compared to the four we had in season one, it's like. It was it was definitely missing something, and I no, it was not. The, it was not of the same quality. I agree. I mean, when it boils down to it, the premise of the story isn't bad because we get the history of Dorothy, right? We get her personal background. That that yeah. was awesome. And then she's with the amnesia. She's putting the pieces together, and basically, you can already tell by by everything that's been done at the stage what happened. Basically, they did the heist, and then something happened along those along the way, and then she got shot, and they dumped her in the ocean. She got washed up, and then her family picked her up as if she was nothing, as if she was like yeah. This, Okay, that's what was what it was. So I think that probably happened um, after the heist. Yeah, that like, whole shot thing it got happened after the heist because she had the box right, and the box had all of the all of the gimmick from yeah the, the, the wig, the clothes, the every exact thing. Yeah, either that or Laurent's a genius, and he fucking planted it there. I, I this whole thing was boiled down to Laurent. Making sure Dorothy's okay. Like yeah, out, at the out end of the day, life. Laurent certainly played a part in this because he screwed the businessman over. Yeah. Again, I, I, I was expecting like the businessman to be like the last thing, like like make that make him like a season two thing. Sure. But nope, he's dead. Yeah, that that that, that was like he could have been great for season two, but that's too late now. That would have been a really good. You're right though. That really would have been a really good like exercise because of the fact that like all right, he's been screwed over twice. Like he's gonna get his revenge. Like, he's like, going to get his Dorothy's revenge. Alive. Laurent's are still around. That, you're that, right. That could have been it, and then it could let you like Dorothy getting her memories back fully. Like they actually have that happy ending. It's just like oh, come on. And yeah, I, I love Edamora, but I feel like he was such a waste. He didn't like, it. Like, like I didn't, I didn't care for the cameos. You watched it in English? No, it was uh, in what the season one or? Yeah, you said season one was in English, right? I saw it in English. 
I watched but, it in Japanese. So, but but this was sub only. Like, you know what? That's yeah. fine. Because hell, even uh, even the dub version, episode one was subbed. Yeah. They even said when they got went to the states, we're switching to English because we're in America. Makes sense. Like, like, yeah, fine, great. I didn't mind that. It's just I just didn't care about everything around. I didn't mind it. I certainly understand what you're saying. There were some plot holes to be had from that piece. It wasn't nearly as engaging. Wasn't nearly as funny. Yeah. Um. I get that point. I ended up giving it. I ended up giving it. Off. I at the time I was like, oh, I'll give it a four point two five. The more I, I dwelled on it and we talk, it's, I still gave it a four. I think it still deserves a four. I could give him Pretender a five. I think at the time, Pretender's so I, a five. I just yeah. gave this a three and a half. Again, there was like nothing engaging, nothing interesting. I only cared for the last ten minutes. Yeah, I'm still excited for season two. I don't know when we're gonna get. It. I'm still. I'm very. I'm very stoked for it. But yeah, I think it was just a waste of certain people. Yeah, and it just it did, they just didn't need to be there. That was my that was, that was my that was my big gripe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, okay, not bad. It's still I still say watch it. It's still, because you you're definitely gonna need to, especially for Dorothy. The best watch it for Dorothy because she's gonna be probably play. Hopefully, I think part. all these characters come back. I, I I said they do come back, but like I I outside of Laurent, I just didn't care about. I didn't care about Cynthia in disguise. Or anything like that. It's like, eh, they're okay. Like, I, I, I only care about Laurent one because it makes sense involving him. Yeah, well, Laurent's obviously the the cog. Him and Edamane are the, are the two cogs that turn the wheel in Pretender. Right. And then everybody else is ex- auxiliary to that. Right. But anyway, let's move on. High card. Chris, come on. Did you send him the link? Yeah, I did send him the link. So, okay. so let's, let's keep going while we wait for him. Mm-hmm. So you you love this. Like I'm glad that we actually got an explanation of why it's happening. Everything they pieced it together really well. There oh. he is. Yo! The one guy that who has who had no time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, How buddy. you doing, Chris? Are you watching something or huh? I said we were, we were we were trying to talk to you. Oh no, sorry. No, no, I was just uh, waiting. Oh, okay. Well, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, nice. There we go. I had YouTube on, waiting to hear from you guys. Oh, okay. True. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing there's a delay in the YouTube. That makes sense. All right. Anyway, Matt, high card. Yeah, I I just like how they pieced everything together, dude. Yeah, no, no, like I like we actually have an explanation of everything. Like, you know, fine, finally, good. Yeah, we get the entire story of how the cards were made. We have an entire explanation of why um the uh the black knight is the way it is. We have an entire explanation of the Joker, and then it's all like pieced together really well. And in the end, the by the way, the uh the person who we saw in the hooded cloak is yeah. his uh, his name is Lala, and he's yep. the original mage that was with the king all those years ago yeah when they made the cards when they made the cards and he's basically like hey i got the solution for you kill me kill me if you kill me the cards go bye-bye like, and that's finn, it. we're all done yeah and finn is like eh, we're not doing that because he agrees because basically lala's point is like oh the cards have done nothing but bring suffering when it's all said and done also Humanity before that before to he told finn to kill him we also revealed the joker card <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, the Joker card. Okay. The Joker is basically the 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 key where the the, the uh, 
the royalty uh, can kill the effectiveness of the cards, which is in essence what they're doing right now. That's the current plan is right. to just kill the effectiveness of the cards. But in any case, Finn is like, no, because he agrees with Lala's sentiment. Because His sentiment is that, you know, like humanity doesn't need the cards anymore. All it's doing is prolonging suffering and causing agony and pain and bullshit. And right. they don't need it no more. Chris is, I'm sorry. And Finn is like, yeah, but in the same regard, like the cards save many people, including me. I met all of my friends through high card. I'm able to, to sacrifice my life if needed for my new family because of high card. I'm um, sorry, because of the card. And so like, no, like there's value in it. There's value in the cards. And I don't think they should just automatically go away. They just probably should be controlled better, but that's neither here nor there. And then he's like, okay, so he doesn't kill him. And then he's like, by the way, why did you ask me to kill you? Like, I'm the, I got the weakest card. And he's like, yeah, but you have the same card that the king did, and you're the yep. current protagonist. Literally well, said, you're the current protagonist. Yeah, you're like, we, we need it, we need it for plot. <laughs> yeah, we need it for plot. No, but he literally said, he's like, you are the current protagonist. You are the next generation of this story. Finish the story. <laughs> Finish the story, Jesus. All these fucking puns. Yeah. But fucking guy. At least somebody's gonna finish their story before Cody. Yeah, uh, uh, well, yeah, this will end before Mania. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, in any case, so we move on. Time unfreezes because again, Lala can freeze time since he's a mage. Time unfreezes. Fucking uh, Finn shoots at the Black Knight, and then Black Knight, you know, gets distracted from Chris, and then he drop kicks this son of a bitch clear across the fucking across the the room. And he and Chris managed to escape. And so then as they're going through some tunnel to try and escape, um, who's the guy from the Klondikes? I forget his name. The one that can, like, screech his The shit. guy in the purple suit? Yeah. I forget his name. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Let me find him. Well, we're doing Zenon. Zenon. Okay. So Zenon comes, and he's like, I got you, motherfuckers. And then he basically takes Chris hostage. And makes Finn put away his card. And he's like, yeah, I get two more cards. And right as he does that, the Black Knight catches up. Flashes up. Yep. And the Black Knight comes, catches up. And instead of going after Finn and Chris, he cuts Zenon's arm off. Yep. And he's like, what the fuck? And because basically the Black Knight, the story, if you go backwards to the story that Lala had said, the Black Knight basically tried to usurp the king. And so he ended up being put to death and they sealed away the, the Black Knight. However, over time, the Black Knight managed to uh, basically resurrect himself uh, due to his like his hate of royalty and the king. And like his only goal is to basically eat all the cards, get all the power uh, that the, that Lala created and basically rule with him and his knights rule. And so that's why that like piece when you have the Black Knight card, you hunger for all the cards. You want all the cards. Um, but in any case, he sees when Finn and Chris, um, they touch hands, like they try to help each other up. They like they shake hands or whatever, and they go. And that triggers something inside of the actual guy who has the card because he doesn't want to be the Black Knight. He just wants to die in peace with his lover. Right. Um, and he basically tells uh, Zenon, he's like, I'm not a, a machine. I'm not a fucking knight, a Black Knight. I'm not this like thing. I'm a human, too. And then he passes out, I think, or he doesn't pass out yet, but he just he's all fucked up. He's so Zen is in the corner, he's all fucked up, and the episode ends with another return. Owen. He's not dead, he's pissed off, he misses his Theodore Sama so much, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. Yeah, let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, so, uh, 
It's, yeah, this was solid. Yeah, I'm glad we actually got an explanation of these cards in the past. Like, good. This <laughs> season is easily fighting in top 10. I don't know, know where it's placed, but it's fighting there. We will see. But mm. anyway, I'm going to take a break because you two got a couple of shows. Yes, we do. We have Ragna, and you're watching Banished Hero, right, Chris? Yes, I am. Okay, let's start off with Ragna first. Um, also, on the air... Chris, happy birthday. I know it was a couple days ago, but we're going to see you Thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's the How old are you, Chris? 21? 30, uh, 31. Okay. You're, 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 you're off by 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Matt, the excellent right? service, the employee of the month. Matt, you're 33, right? I'm 33, yeah. I'll be 33, 32, I'm 32, months. and Chris is 31. How about that? Sequential numbers. Yep. And the Starman's pushing fucking 40, old motherfucker. <laughs> if you're watching. But in any case, um, yeah, pushing numbers. Chris, how did you catch up, buddy? Uh, let's see. For the last two days, I've been during work, I've just had my phone on playing uh, anime, and I've been watching while I worked. It's clutch. <laughs> this is why he's employer of the month. You, if you watch, I had no time. I was informed two days ago, and I couldn't watch it during my days off because of bullshit. Heard, heard. Anyway, um, all right. So we'll talk about Ragnar real quick, and then we'll talk about Banishero last, and then I'll sign off. Uh, Ragnar Crimson. Uh, this past week, uh, another solid episode. Basically, um, what's it called? Ragnar basically be belittles Crimson and basically is able to kind of like escape from her grasp. Cause he's like, no, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to like, you know, she's alive. Uh, Starletta's alive. I'm going to find her. I'm going to figure it the fuck out. Um, without you, I don't need you. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to go find her. And then we're going to hunt, uh, what's it called? Ultimadia. And so Chris says, all right, you're a lost cause. I'm killing you. So Crimson fucking activates the poison and he dies. And they're like, all right, well, you know, fuck it. It is what it is. He's dead. Nothing we could do. And then Ragna is like, all right, uh, are you sure that was supposed to kill me? Because that didn't, I didn't feel shit, really. I just, you know, got, I got, <coughs> excuse me, I got lightheaded. And he's like, well, how is it like not supposed to kill you? And he's like, there's no conviction basically in your poison. Like you just did some shit, but it doesn't affect me. Like the fuck, I'm me, more or less. And so he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm lost. So he dips out and Crimson goes to sulk in the corner. She's upset. She goes to sulk in the corner. And so, um, as this is happening, he goes over, he returns back to the base and they're like, we need to, uh, what's it called? We need to get our commander. We got to get our commander. And they're like, no, Starletta's alive. We're going to fucking find her. And so they start coordinating the cavalry. Meanwhile, we head back over to wherever the fuck, um, uh, Walton, Walton, some shit. What the fuck is his name? Kami. Walter Kami. Yeah. Walter Kami. <coughs> Excuse me. Being sick on the air sucks, folks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, anyway, we go back to Waltakami's location, and we do see Starletta. She's alive. Starletta's like, how the hell am I alive? And she's like, didn't you know, like, if you sever a head and you attach it immediately, like, you can live. Which I don't think that counts. I think that's bullshit. Right. In real life. But in any case, yeah, if you sever the head, you put it, it back works. together immediately, you're alive. But he's like, oh, but look at your neck. Basically, we have like a like it's kind of like a ticking time bomb. They're like, if Ragnar comes close to you, you die. If you try to escape, you die. So you're gonna die. We're just prolonging 
I'm just prolonging your life because I need you to do something for me. I need you to create two weapons. I need you to create a weapon that I can wield against Ragnar. I, I, I think it's only the one weapon. I think she, uh, he means uh, for both of them so he can fight against it because he has his overpowered spear thing. Okay, yeah. And he's like, I need you to basically create a weapon for Ragnar that'll be uh, that'll let him withstand my claws. Um, and he's like, I want to fight him at his best. He's like, he wasn't nearly at his best, and he still managed to fucking take me to somewhat of my limit. So I want to see what he's really about when we're both at 100%. We're gunning for it. Like, there's shit on the line. You're on the line. You're still going to die, but I want that. And so basically now we get Starletta trying to build uh, the sword out of the, 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 the comet that uh, she had referred to Ragna about in that, like, revelation. Meanwhile, while this is all happening, um, we see Crimson. She's sulking still. And then Crimson has, like, a revelation because she realizes something pops up in her brain about why Ultimati is not doing anything. And she basically has the realization they're not doing anything because she can't control time anymore. This is, if I'm correct, and I'm only speaking in conjecture, but if I'm correct, this is a great opportunity to go and kill her because she can't use her powers. And so she sets off her chain of events to go after, um, to go after, uh, what's it called? Um, Ultimatia while Ragna's doing what he can to go find Starletta. So pretty good episode as far as I'm concerned. Chris thoughts. Yeah, it was good. It's going to be a good lead up to the fights coming up. Yeah, we only have uh, how many more episodes do we have of this? Three episodes. Is it three? I think. No, five. We're on 19 of 24, so we have 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24. We got five more episodes of Ragna. So we got five weeks of Ragna left to go. Um, but yeah, like to your point, Chris, the fights are going to be tremendous. Um, that'll be That'll be lit for sure. And then the final one that I have, by the way, guys, um, Chris, do you watch Cherry Magic? No. Okay, I'm the only one who watches Cherry Magic. I'm not 100% caught up, guys, because I was irresponsible. So I did not watch this week's Cherry Magic. And I know Chris does watch Dr. Elise. We both love Dr. Elise. At least, Chris, I think you like you love Dr. Elise, right? I'm holding off my, my talk of Dr. Elise until the finals. <laughs> okay, so you're holding off on it. I love Dr. Elise, but I did not catch up on this week's Dr. Elise. So therefore, I won't be speaking about this week's Dr. Elise. Um, so the last one in terms of my solos uh, that we have. Actually, I didn't talk about uh, Tsukimichi. That's the other one. We, uh, you watch Tsukimichi, right? Yes, I do. Okay, let's talk about Tsukimichi really quick before we get on to Banished. Okay. Tsukimichi. This week's Tsukimichi uh, was pretty solid, in my opinion. Uh, basically, we start off with uh, there being so early summer showers in the demiplane. And basically, due again to the mist gates that he uh, that he put in. Um, and so basically his miss gate is affecting the weather in the demi plane and they need to figure out what to do from that perspective. Um, and now we fast forward to the class. We see three new classmates. Two of them are the Rembrandt sisters who in season one, he cured from whatever the fuck like curse illness thing they had. And they've all grown up. And in the past, it's interesting because in the past when they were in the school, the Rembrandt sisters were known to be cunts. And now they're not due to the, the healing and everyone's shocked by this. They're like, wow, they took time off. Now they're not bitches. This is great. And then we get a third member. Um, her name is, uh, was it Karen force? Was it? Yes. That was her name. Karen force. Her name's Karen force. And Karen force is really good. 
she she says that she's a transfer from another school and basically uh what's it called makoto and who's the the lick guy i forget his name all the time uh shiki shiki i call him lick <laughs> but no shiki they look at each other they're like yeah there's something off about this scenario and so regardless they have the class they summon for the other students uh one of the blue lizard men and makoto tells the blue lizard man he's like hey don't kill them only fight at 20 percent power and you should be good and so at 20 percent power this lizard man fucks up all the other kids they can't do jack shit to the lizard man meanwhile the three girls they face off against uh makoto and they have like you know decent decent match back and forth and then so the class ends and basically he tells karen like hey come with me i have to talk to you about something so they talked and Karen's like, oh, do you want to get to know me better? Is that why you called me out? Are you going to ask? Like, yes, I'll be your, your girlfriend. And Makoto's like, no, nah, you're not the real Karen Force. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm I, Look at me. I'm me. And like, no, we looked at the real Karen Force. The real Karen Force isn't nearly as powerful as you. Based off your eyes, your charm, your demeanor, you're a demon. And eventually she tries to deny it. But eventually, uh, what's it called? Shiki comes in and is like, no. Her name is uh, Rena, was it? Rona? Rona. Yeah. Yeah, Rona. Rona. Um, like, no, her name's Rona. I know her, but I'll tell you about how I know her later. Um, but yeah, that's a demon. Her name's Rona. And so eventually Rona comes out and she's like, yeah, you got me. And then they're like, well, wh what's your goal? And they're like, well, let's not talk here. Let's talk somewhere else. Um, and also he, she does mention, she's like, I'm not the one who killed Karen. I'm just the one that they installed to. Uh, to no, she killed him. She killed her. She said she, she admits didn't. It. She said no, she, she says she does. No, I thought she said, like, I'm not the one who killed her. No, she says I'm the one who killed her and took her place. Oh, I, I read that wrong then. I thought she said I'm not the one who killed her. Okay, but in any case, um, so they go to the, the their favorite restaurant and Shiki gets his cream stew. And basically, we find out that uh, Rona is one of the Demon Lord's four generals. And uh, we find out later on oh. from Shiki. Go ahead, Chris. No, no, you were right. She wasn't the one who killed uh, Karen. Her out, her former allies did. Okay, so I was right. Thank you. Um, yeah. So she basically said, like, yeah. Um, we find out from Shiki later that Rona owes uh, the demon, uh, the demon, the demon king, a like great debt, and that's why um he she's like you know pathologically loyal to him from that perspective but they talk and we find out that the whole reason why she was sent over to infiltrate the city is that there's human experiments going on and we can tell kind of sort of that there's something going on based off of the, the end of the last episode where we see that the teacher that's always acting friendly to makoto um what's his name again chris blank i think like what blank blank I think. Okay, we'll call him Blank. Uh, blank Sensei um, is got something going on. So basically, we see um, they align and they agree. They're still they don't trust each other, but they're kind of working to like a tentative agreement to kind of just like we'll look at it together because I don't like what you're telling me is going on either. So from there, um, we see her go. We see Makoto go back to the shop. The shop makes hella money. He pays his shop attendants in bananas. Somehow, I felt that was a little racist, but. I guess that the shop people are the, are they part monkey, part gorilla, something like that? No, they're they're like half orcs, I think. Okay. Yeah, I just felt a little weird seeing somebody get paid somebody in bananas. 
Hot dogs are definitely really good fucking bananas. Apparently. Fuck. Crazy potassium content. I don't know. <coughs> but in any case, um, we see uh one of um one of uh fuck, what's her name? Shion, one of Shion's spies um there and she's like yeah Shion told me to come over here to help you with anything you may need and she's like oh i guess this is perfect timing because i do need something i need you to investigate this supposed human uh human uh what's it called experiment thing going on so he goes around he beats up a bunch of fucking like hoodlums in like the derelict part of the city to try and get information but he gets no information and eventually he kind of just follows a trail and it that leads him to the school grounds and it leads him to like a dilapidated home that looks like it's being rebuilt so he enters the home and he sees like some fresh human clothes and he's like these clothes are fresh something's going on in this house and he senses somebody's there and he goes around the corner and he sticks his his uh his sword at somebody he's like if you don't want to die yet don't make no moves and the guy that he's sticking the sword to is one of the uh i believe he's one of the students that makoto fucked up earlier in the season right yeah 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 okay and so then that's basically how that episode ends um so pretty solid um, I've always said this, Chris, on on the air. Like, I appreciate season two of Tsukimichi a lot because of the 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 story building and the world building that they're doing in this season. There's not as much crazy action, but we did get some with the with the hero mini arc that we had. Um, but I'm appreciating all the uh, all the the world building in this piece, similar to how uh, Matt was appreciating that with Vinland. I know you watched Vinland too, and that was basically the main gist of that. So obviously, on a much lower level compared to Vinland Saga, but nonetheless, I still appreciate that aspect of it. Yeah, I've been enjoying the new characters as well. Yeah, the new characters they do they do add something, and that's not one thing about Sukimichi. I don't ever really get to talk about Sukimichi a hell of a lot in depth, but one thing I love about Sukimichi is they make each character mean something, and there's multiple stories that are going on, but they all tie into each other in some capacity, which is really nice. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they continue to progress through the rest of the season. And then our final piece um, is Banished Hero. Banished Hero. As I just mentioned earlier, I don't know if you saw, if you caught that, Chris. I don't know. Do you have a protagonist? I'm sorry, antagonist. Do you have an antagonist uh, that you have or potential antagonists for your end of season award? Not yet. Because I'm saying the only one I can think of is Van. Van is a clear antagonist this season. The episode is fairly short and sweet. Basically, uh, Van goes to uh, try and get the... Uh, the demon king's uh what's it called uh floating ship and the the city is like oh well he's gonna get the ship he's gonna leave us on the ship so let's prepare like a going away party and a thank you party and so they prepare the party and van is like what the fuck is all this bullshit like what the fuck are you guys doing and they're like oh we just wanted to have a party for you and like oh this is needless like this is dumb and he basically proceeds to fucking just just destroy the fucking townspeople and the and the city. Like, yeah, your city means nothing. You guys are all her- heretics. You're sloths. Like, you guys don't live up to your potential. You guys are going directly against the god of Demise. Um, and it was like, hey, you guys should do something about that because y'all are fucked up. And they're like, wow, like you're a piece of shit, dude. Like, you know, like we understand you're the hero, but like that's really fucked up of you to say that. Da, 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 da. And they're like, he's like, oh, you guys should fight for me. Like, go and die for me. Like, he always ascertain. Like, always die. And um, what's it called? He's like, nah. Like, I'm not. Everyone's like, no, we're not doing that. So earlier in the, I think it was, was it the, the last episode or the episode before that where he gets the shield, Chris? Uh, I think it was last episode. 
It was the last episode. In the last episode, he goes and kills a salt dragon. And the salt dragon has treasure. And one of the treasures was a elf, like was it an elf shield? I think it was like an elf shield of some description. Fairy king shield. Fairy king shield. Okay, so he gets the fairy king shield. And the fairy king shield, when you put magic into it, allows you to mind control people with the shield. And so at the beginning of, of this episode, we see a bunch of dragons and they're flying towards a direction. And Red is like, eh, there's something fishy about that. And uh, Rudy is like, something's coming. So we fast forward later on. And so basically Van is going to use the shield to command all of the townspeople to go die for him, basically. And this sets off a whole little battle between um, uh, the new heroes party and the old heroes party. The first two people to come up are Danon and Yagandrala. And they try to fucking go with the hero. And they back up the hero. They do a pretty good job. But the hero is still the hero. He still has powers. And basically, he's able to kind of like, you know, fend them off. And as he's going to kill Yagandrala, we see who saves the day, Chris? Do you mean, do you mean Danan? Because Theodora's, Theodora's there first, but Danan shows up later. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Yagandrala shows up first, and then Danan comes over. And he starts fighting, but then they, he gets incapacitated. But he was he, he was well, I think he was gonna kill Young and Drow. Yeah, when he was about to kill yeah. when he first was about to kill uh her, Donon shows up because uh uh what's her what's her face? Theodora, the guy who was helping uh Van like tries to get her to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. So basically we get to the point and Van's about to kill, I believe, like I said, is Yagandrala or Donon, one of the two. And Red comes and saves the day because Mr. Crawly Wally went over, let him know, hey, people are going to die here. Got to defend them. So Red comes over and basically as basic as that's happening, you see Yagandrala and Danon have to face the salt dragons because there's a whole, like I said, a whole horde of salt dragons coming. They're pissed off at Van. They want their shield back and they stop them from killing Van. But Van's a piece of shit. And instead of thanking them, he tries to kill them and use the, the dragons as a, as a distraction so we can kill them. So that was fucked up. But basically, Red comes. He's able to basically kind of handle Van pretty easily through all of his training that he's done recently, as well as being in the original Heroes Party. And then Van is like, you're still a human, dude. Like, the fuck? What can you do? And he's like, what? he's like, oh, you, uh, Red was like, I could tell that like you don't train like every day you just use your hero powers and he's like that's what hero powers are for like i don't need to train like what am i a lowly human i'm the fucking hero uh, and he's like oh well you got to do both things if you really want to be the real hero and then he's like you're still a human like what can you possibly do against me i'm the hero for god's sake and then he's like oh no like i'm not going to be the ones to take care of you i'm just biding my time and you'll get taken care of momentarily and as he says that we see rudy come and rudy with one swing of her little fist, fucking punches the absolute shit out of Van. Van has broken teeth. Van flies a good thousand meters into the forest and slams headfirst into a giant boulder. And he is bleeding out. He is going to die. You get his bitchy little fucking fairy. It was like, Van, don't die. Don't die. Don't die. And Theodora's there. And Theodora is like, oh, fuck, he's going to die. I was hoping that Theodora didn't help. I was hoping Theodora would be like, all right, good. He's dead. One less thing to worry about. But no, she didn't do anything to stop them from helping him. And so basically, 
uh, they use uh, what's it called? A uh, they use a healing spell so they can prevent his death. And then uh, Van uses his hero powers to heal himself. And he comes back and he's like wide eyed. And by the way, I skipped the part before I end the episode, but I skipped the part where basically Red gets the shield. He manages the, the first thing he does is take the shield away from uh, from Van and he brings the dragons over to a corner and he's like, hey, you know, I'm just going to give you the shield back. I don't care about the shield. You can have the shield. So they, they, he gives the shield back. The dragons, they thank him. They set off. And as they're setting off, they're like, beware of that hero. He's not good news. Now, everybody knows at this stage, after the, this episode, that the hero's not good news. Uh, but nonetheless, Van wakes up. He wakes up in like an enlightened state. And he's like, I know what I need to do. I need to kill Rudy so I can be the only hero. Yes. I'll be the sole hero. What was that, Matt? Kill Rudy. Yeah, kill, kill Rudy. Kill the child. Kill the child. Yeah, kill the kill the the thirteen year old girl. Kill um, but yeah, and that's how the episode ends. So, um, I you know season two for me, Chris has been a little bit up and down. Like there hasn't been a hell of a lot to really like really truly dig into other than Van being an asshole. But I feel like now with this episode, I think this sets the stage for things to, you know, I think progress better from that piece. And um, I'm actually also surprised at the amount of fan service that this season has done. A lot of fan service this season. I am not complaining. I mean, I'm not complaining, but at the same time, it's weird because you have like you have Rudy and Rudy's like, like we said, like less than like 16, I think. No, I think she's 16. She's 16. Okay. And then with Tisa is older, too. She's just lolly looking, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Let's okay. see. Rudy is 17. Tise is... Doesn't have age. Okay. And we know Yagandrala is older. We know um, yeah. uh, Rit is older as well. Um, so that's fine. It's just a little bit questionable, obviously, when you see it. But hey, the anime would be without it. I'm not going to complain too hard because they at least gave her a nice definition. In her fan service, but nonetheless, in any case, um, that's kind of how I feel about uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Banished Hero Season Two right now. It's kind of like it's been hard to sink my teeth into, but now I think this sets it up pretty lovely. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think they're gonna like. They're probably gonna wait for a final fight between Van and uh, Rudy for the like last episode because they're not gonna just like rush into that right away. Oh, for sure. No, they're going to be training and stuff. I think, what's it called? And I, I'm curious to see what they do with the priest, because the priest is the mastermind behind all this shit when it's all said and done, really. So I'm very curious yeah. to see how that ties into it as well. But no, solid, I would say. So on that note, Matt, welcome back. Yep, I am back. I'm back from break. It didn't take too long. Was that another like? No, no, no. no we're good. Uh, yeah, we got about six shows, so yeah, we'll be we'll be pretty good. But uh, thank you for being here, even though it was only half. Thank you anyway. But it was more than half. I was here for like sixty percent of the show. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no but uh, I do hope you feel better. Thank you, sir. Take care of that cough, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'll be on antibiotics come Monday, so yeah. um, should be a little bit better. Hopefully. Uh, by the time we yeah, record. Uh, hopefully you will be here fully Wednesday unless something happens. Hopefully we shall see maybe. Uh, uh, follow him on Twitter at showstop 24 and follow his Instagram at AnimeDaisuke24. <laughs> I 
Uh, yeah, any other closing thoughts for you, Ethan? <laughs> no, um, not looking forward to spring and looking forward to spring at the same time. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to take this time, like I said, now when we get off, I'm going to, I got to take a shower first, but after I take a shower, I'm going to sit on my laptop and I'm really going to look and like start piecing together my top 10, my top 13 initially. Okay. Sounds good. So I have like a general gist. Cause you said your top six are locked. Do you have it in order and everything too? Order? No. They're just in there. Hmm. Okay. As of right That's now, like I don't see anything coming up unless someone does something like to wow me. <laughs> sure. Sure, that makes uh, sense. Right now, that's probably gonna be at this late stage in the games would be pretty hard. <laughs> I would concur, sir. I would concur. But uh, I'll let you get going to it. Me and Chris are gonna discuss pain from two shows. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, yeah, the other one I blame you because you gotta watch it today. You gotta watch it, which is the healing. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you gotta watch it, man. Come on. I did. I did. I'll like, I'm, I'm gonna hold off uh, for the Wednesday. Get ready so I can watch Witch and all this. Like, no, it has to happen. Like, all right. So we have this. We have. Wait, this. Matt. Matt, did you watch today's Freerun? No, 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 no. No, you didn't. No, no we didn't watch today. We didn't watch Freerun. We didn't watch Witch and the Beast. Ah. Uh, all right. Well, no, I just wanted to ask about Freerun so I can say that sense. Uh, uh, sense is a bitch. She's a huge <laughs> bitch. Oh no. <laughs> well, uh, no, it's it's not something she did directly. Okay. Do, do you care for like not really important spoilers? I thought to you. Okay. Sure. Why not? Okay. All right, so you know all those those like uh, copies that have been going around the dungeon. Yep. So there's a monster in there all the way at the bottom of it. Cool. Uh, it. Its whole gimmick is that it can't do shit, so it just makes copies of everyone who enters the dungeon, who will, and they will all like converge in the bottom floor. Sense is like, oh man. This this test is gonna be a piece of cake until she realized, oh fuck, the strongest mage who was trained under the creator of magic for humanity, and uh, her teacher, who's my boss, is joining this contest. I'm gonna throw myself in there so that there can be a copy of me to cause all kinds of havoc, or it's gonna be a fucking cakewalk for these people. I feel like you're telling me this because they're gonna join forces and you have free and incense together. Versus everybody. No, since can't take part of any fighting. No, I know. They can't. No, I'm talking about the the the, the fucking the, the the testing uh people have to face both of oh. them together. Oh, uh, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I'm on the right track. <laughs> oh man, I can't. Uh, I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. I can't wait. I might watch it tonight. That sounds good. <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, sign out, Aminasan. All right, bye bye. See ya. All right, so you're ready to discuss Content. pain. Which pain do you want to start with first? Shall, shall we stab ourselves in the heart, or shall we like feel the pain of a thousand suns? The Sengoku. Ah, uh, fuck last week's episode. Oh, no, Shakugan. <laughs> I watched them both in a row, because I, I missed last week's, or I, I was behind. Yeah, I know, and why, why? <laughs> Because we needed the twins. 
fuck the twins, man. Fuck the twins. Fuck them. No, that is fuck Bagman. Bagman's a dick. Yes, completely. Jesus Christ, he kill, he killed her, man. Yeah. I was like, why? And fucking Shinsuke, he's heartbroken. He he found a girl. Technically, they're not dead. I mean, there's the huge technically on, like, they might wake up in, like, a hundred thousand years or something like that. Or but never. They might or... not. They might not. That's the thing. The manga's done, too, and I think she's still dead. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I mean, I'm not going to look it up right now. No. As, you, as you look it up right now, <laughs> Shinsuke is pissed. He wants to stab something. <laughs> I have to kill. You want to stab a lot of things. He like I I want to stab something, uh, but he doesn't. You know he's 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 just talking to his sword, hasn't slept, and this Katarara was talking. They're like, hey, um, yeah, uh, you can crash, but you gotta go to the other side, <laughs> go to the other side of the bridge. And for this, like these people, they sacrifice someone like every, once every four years, and. That the kid and the fucking demon thing will will kill it, will eat it, and then protects the village. Okay, fine, sure, whatever. Yeah, and that sounds he, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, it's, it's just one kid. <laughs> um, how'd you call it? It doesn't it doesn't sit right with Shinsuke's like I'm gonna go kill it. Give it a piece of my mind. He gets there and the fucking bagman stabs the demon. <laughs> So Bagman is making a run. I mean, I mean, main character was just about to kill, uh, kill him. Right, but fucking Bagman beat him to it. Like, I just want to talk to him. Like, I no. just want to talk. He just wants to talk. But nope. Also, yeah, like it's this guy. Yeah, he's just he's talking to his sword. Shinsuke gets his ass kicked, and the spear of the sword is like, listen, just give me your body, and I'll take care of it. And Shinsuke, he finally wakes up, he's like, no! He's like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean, no? <laughs> like, no, no, you are a sword. You're not a person. <laughs> he punches it. Like, no, share your power with me. <laughs> finally it does, but Shinsuke is all about the rage. Those skills. So gets his ass kicked a bit, and eventually cuts the arm of the bagman. Beats it. No, he was about to beat it, but the Katagara that got stabbed came to life, slammed bagman down, and now it's dead. Yeah, it had one final breath to do one final thing. Yep, and town ain't happy. It's just... At all. Because now they have no way to defend themselves. So, and we got the Batman's name, Russian. So, Shinsuke and group, they go, they go on. New girl shows up in that second half. Uh, what's her name? Do you know her name? Uh, who? The girl they meet. Tsukiko? No, Wait. not Tsukiko. You mean the one they saved from dying? No, 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 no. Um, 
The mountain. Oh, oh, you're talking about the, the 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 one chick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think they gave her. She gave her name. I think she just explained. Oh, hey, I'm the god of this mountain right here. Yep. Meet the tankers. They are totally reliable and won't they job. Are, they, they are. They are very strong. They won't job to a small child. And then later on, we find out they jumped to a small child. Fuck, they lost the kidney. Said ya. Yeah. I was like, what the shit? Oh my god. But no, pain. I feel bad for Shaku. Come back. It needs to come back. But, you know, sad. Rip. Uh, but it's finally picking up, though. I, I will say that. This is a very slow-paced series. What say you? I'm enjoying it. It was slow in the beginning, but, like, I'm enjoying the character growth. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, yeah. She died for character development. Poor shame. That's uh, the worst fate. Yeah. Uh, also, guys, no Bujigiri because there was a recap. Same with solo leveling. I'm glad I could have skipped though. I'm glad I skipped though, or yep. I was able to get those. Yep. Took all took some off my burden. Yep, definitely took it off your burden. Now, the other uh, the other pain. Wrong way to use healing magic. <laughs> One Rose is a badass. I love her. <laughs> oh yeah, she's the best. She is the best. Oh man, but. Yeah, these last two episodes was about basically a flashback of how what Rose was like. Yep, her she experience. Had she had it all. The story. What? Her experience before the story as a uh, night commander. Yep. And yeah, sees uh, Owl and some other people. They got word about uh, there's a group of demons hunting monsters and the hunting around and collecting them. They don't know why. It's, it's, when a demon's around, it means trouble. Yes. So, yep. So basically, they go check it out. No sign of anyone. You get deeper. They go to the other side of the woods and they see the ha ha. There they are. And the leader of this group is uh, Nero Argens. And Rose is fighting Nero. Nero doesn't care because they're not heroes. That goes, Rose can throw, fit, can throw these hands with the healing magic. Nero underestimates her. He shouldn't have done that. So what was the best course of action after getting her, your ass handed to by a human? Give yourself to the greater power. Yes, give yourself to the greater power and have your subordinates sacrifice themselves while killing everyone else. <laughs> God is great. <laughs> I'm telling you, we should have had those Catholic shoes. <laughs> Just wait for the English stuff. Yep. Or the abridged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever abridges, someone bring that back. That's for that's for that episode. I'm begging you, I'm begging you. Uh, but yeah, uh, Nero has a uh, cursed sword and gets Rose in the eye. So now she cannot heal that part. The, the, cur uh, the cursed sword's power is to basically cut off any magical flowing to that area. So yep. any like healing magic would dissipate before like 
Yeah, so basically, yeah, if it's fatal, you yeah. ain't getting healed. It ain't happening. You just go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, the the subordinates they're, as they as they are dying, uh, they kill the uh, Rose's army solely one by one. Yeah. And as Rose was about to get cut. My girl, Owl, she sacrifices herself. Like, like a champ. I'm like... Two no. days before retirement. Yeah, two days before retirement. Like, no, man, why? Rose can't heal her. Uh, also, Rose, she went fucking Barcelona from Black Clover. She went full on. Like, you know what? I, I can't... You're, you know what? I can't use magic that well anymore? Fine. Bam, what I... What what I punching him, bam, bam, grabbing that sword, chucking him and chucking the sword at him, stabs him in the tree, stab through the hearts. That was I was hoping that. I was hoping uh she would th- I throw the sword at him. Yeah. Or just stab him with stab him with his own sword. Cause then it just remind uh reminds me of DMC. Right. I fucking I would have fucking loved that. But yeah. Hey, welcome back. Huh? Yeah, I would have fucking loved that, but <laughs> As Rose was about to kill him, the demon girl say, "Hey, stop it! So that, that's my that's my master. Why are you doing this? Say, like, why are you nice? He treats you like shit. Yeah. Why are you doing this for? Uh, oh, you did. Oh, you did find the answer. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But, uh, but that happened. Rose lets him go." Goes to the king and says, "I I resign. I resign as a knight. This this I don't deserve it." Yeah. And it's been a month. It's been it's been a month. It's been a month. She didn't heal her eye. She refuses to because it's a reminder uh, that her comrades yeah. are dead. Uh, yes. And, the, guilt, you know, the guilt and the sad is uh, consuming her. She doesn't feel like doing anything. She's God, honestly questioning whether or not taking her own life. life. Yep. And of course, the ghosts of her past, they're all talking like, like why? That's not you. That Why would you do this? Just say that, like, we, uh, do you remember what I said before I died? Stay as you are. It's okay. There's an honor to fight alongside you. So eventually, Rose feels better. Like, you know what? Fuck this. I ain't going to beat around the bush. And we're back in current time. And that's what happened. And it talks about how I'm glad she was glad that he was it Umino, was that his name? Uh Umiko? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, talking to Umi, saying, I'm glad I'm glad you have healing magic. I'm glad you're around. They're getting ready to fight the demon army, and we see the pink haired demon girl in the after credits. Is I'm pretty sure is that her in the flashback? The other one? The pink haired demon? Just thrown up. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, that is her. It is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not just because of me. Uh, spoiler knowledge I know from reading the manga, but uh, she also says, like, to the Black Knight that we're going to avenge my master. Yep. Referring oh. to the demon who. So the other demon died from the. Uh, so so Nero died. Yes. Okay. But man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see how that battle's going to unfold. 
Uh, moving on, Chain Soldier. I didn't see yesterday, so we'll talk about last week's very briefly. Uh, Tenka wants Yuki. It should have been me. And, and yeah, I fucking love Tenka. Like, come on, damn uh, it. Should have no. been me. Is that your roommate? Yeah. Oh. Like, it should have been me, not him. <laughs> but uh, Tenka was like, yeah, fine. if you if you, if you won't let me have your slave, then how about I date him? <laughs> it's like, uh, no. <laughs> Basically, I, I, I can't stop. I can't stop him from doing anything. And it turns out it's going to later, but yeah. Uh, after uh, like, all right, we're leaving. The the back at Squad Seven's back at their house, and Tenka decides to sneak in the middle of the night. Wants Yuki kisses him, strips him naked with using her uh, teleport vortex thing. Just her space time ability. Yeah, it's a good use of it. It's okay. It is a good use of it. And of course, uh, Shushu. Walks in on them. And I'm telling. And fucking. Of course uh, she that, would. Yeah, of course. As that the third is like, hey. That's go home. not cool. So go home. <laughs> and then Kyoka tells Yuki, like, you know, you have a life. Like, you could. You could. Not, not really. I mean, all my free time is spent here, and I'm dead at the end of the day. It's like yeah. I work a job or something. Yes, I have a job, and I babysit you women. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, even like Himari, Shushu, they're like, I don't want to date him. Just... Not that. Just... And, of course, uh, training time. This is Yuki's Punisher base, more or less. Uh, Nay is now going to control Yuki with the chain. Uh, he's very weak, but he can see for everything, and he sees Hamari naked. Nice. Yeah, nice. And of course, his reward after is they just... A kiss on the cheek. That's like, fine. That's fine. Oh, it doesn't. It didn't need to be any more graphic. No, it didn't need to. Don't lose the child. She's still going to school. <laughs> Let the child alone. Uh, Shushu tries and stronger, but he it cannot handle the paradigm shift. Yeah, it cannot. It, it uh, it's not really that useful, so that that form is benched. Yep. Yeah, so like, all right, it's so basically only me, Himari, and they are going to use them for that. Yep. I'm sure Shushu will eventually get it right. Yuki walks in to school. They hey, so why'd you join? You're very sweet. You don't fight. You're a pacifist. And it's basically because she's looking for her parents. And her yeah. parents went out when her her parents went out to get milk one day and never came home. Yep. Went out to buy the milk. What's going on? Kyoka and Tenka, they're talking again. Tenka teases Yuki. And before it can go any further, there's an evasion. Evasion of the Shukis. And it's where yep. Kyoko's like, hey, you remember I said you could have a life? I lied. You're, you're my slave. That's it. No data. No no pussy for you. No squad six captain hitting on. That's it. It's over. It's done. And Yuki's like, yes. Let's go. <laughs> Cliffhanger there. Um, I I will talk about yesterday is the next show. 
Moving on, Delicious in Dungeon. Uh, this is another one we're going to be talking about last week's. And my goodness, the animation from Trigger in this one. Oh, yeah, it's really good. I fucking loved it. And it's a Marcel episode. That made it even better. Like, she, she got up, trying to go around, and there's this water spirit thing that's like basically snipes them. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Undine. Yes, the Undine, yes. So it was like shooting. Uh, Marcel, I think she thought almost she dies. She almost died. Yeah. Uh, also, she had some, we get flashbacks from her from when she was like young in school, uh, friends with Phelan, uh, Lois' uh, sister. Yeah, their yeah, their first meeting. Yeah, so it has like nice sweet encounters. They bond, yeah. they bond, they bonded through magic and everything. And fucking Marcel kicking the high gear, trying to use a magic on the creature. It's not really working. Thousands of the group are help doing the best they can to help. Marcel got sniped. <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. Magic is depleted. Laos catches her. Yeah, I forget. Did they escape? Uh, did they escape or did they kill it? Yeah, they they fell back. They fall back. They, they can't fight it right now. They can't get past because the Undine is blocking the way. Yep. And since Marcel's the only one that is cap- that can beat it, because physical will not work. Yep. Down for the count. So Marcel is out for the count. While it's happening, Trenchy's like, let's do a barbecue. <laughs> yep. Let's cook that Kelpie. Let's cook that Kelpie, yep. And that's what Shenshi does. They they're cooking the meat and everything, different body parts, different animal. Marcel wakes up. She's actually eating real food. Yep. She's happy. She wants more than just the liver. Yep. She wanted more than just the liver. And you know, you know what? After eating all of this weird shit, she deserves a nice meal. <laughs> yes. So I I fucking loved it. Uh, trigger with the great animation on top of it as well. So I cannot wait to watch the next episode. You watched it, right? Yes. Okay. Was it good? Yes. All right. Excellent. All right. We got two more. It's time for the co-main events. Class. Wait, did you really talk about your solos? Um. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I was like, I, I thought you watched Seven Loop, so I'm just not gonna talk about it. You just quickly talk about it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll do it really quick. Yeah, fill in the people who didn't watch it. All right. Uh, seven Time Loop. Um, Arnold takes Rishi around town to the marketplace because I uh, guess he has somewhere he has something he wants to show her. But they make a small date out of it. They're looking around town. The marketplace is thriving in the country, and they get to the jeweler, and basically tells Rishi they look at these three gems. Which one do you like? And they're um, they're imitations, and we find out it's because Arnold wants to give Rishi a ring, like a legitimate engagement ring. That's why I say that's why they needed to pick the stones. And talks about like how it would benefit their, their own economy and everything. And Rishi says, the stone I want, I want to match Arnold's eyes. And she gets flustered because she said it out loud. 
but of course they're going to honor that request. Uh, the second half of this, the uh, encounter with our guy. Hold on. Was it Count Lavin? Maybe. Yep, uh, Count Lavin. And he was like complimenting Rishi. Like saying how elegant, beautiful, and all this. And Arnold just has this. Sorry, Kyle. Sorry, it was Kyle. Uh, Kyle's like swooning Rishi, and Arnold just gave this death glare. Like he's. Like he wants to murder Kyle. <laughs> like, hey, do you don't. Don't do this, but. Otherwise, but and again, I feel like they're at war and they're trying to be on good sides with this alliance. So that's why Arnold kept this cool. So I am curious how Arnold is going to be in the future episodes, especially towards uh, Rishi. So I cannot wait for that. So that's the end of the episode there. Really good. Like I said, like I said in the group chat, this is what I wanted out of Reliana, but we didn't get it. But here we are. Now, classroom of the elite. Uh, the co-main time. Co-main time. That that prick is expelled. Uh, Sakiyanagi uh, was talking to uh, the Koji. Basically, says, "Oh yeah, I made sure Class A gave you the points and not him." And I, uh, the coach is like, "Why would you do that?" Because he's a dick. Because he tricked me in episode one. <laughs> yep. And that I episode when we were supposed to have a dinosaur in it, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that that time. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, yeah, he had to go. So I was like, fair enough. Uh, and then we get our new. Uh, what's uh, chairman? Chairman. We got the new chairman. Do you remember his name? Uh, oh, sorry. Sokinari. Uh, there he is. Sukashiro. What? His name's Sukashiro, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tokinari Sukashiro, yep. Okay. Sukashiro, he's there. He's talking about he's uh, going to be in charge in April. And yep. right away. And he's lost. He's lost. He doesn't know where to go. He just happened to find these two students. And of course, how does he respond? He kicks the girl's cane. And as Ayana Koji tries to catch her, grabs his arm, pins Ayana Koji against the wall, and Saki and the guy him out. Yeah, and Saki the guy's like, you know, like that's not violence. Is not really yeah. Is that really a thing you should do, especially in public? Like, oh yeah, I switched the cameras a while ago. They're dummies, so no one gonna see shit. Yep. Also, your dad says, "Come home right now. Stop being a stop being a kid." <laughs> blink, blink twice for yes. He doesn't blink. He's like, all right, fine. See you all in April. <laughs> See you all in the, in the new school years. Yep. So Ayana Cody Sakiagana, he actually officially challenges her for the final exam. Yep. And we find out about the final exam. Basically, it's a class versus class. Uh, each classmate picks a captain. And 
it's a best of 20 exams of so basically, uh, basically you top ten subjects, but they do seven. Okay. And if whoever wins, the majority wins, and the captain is expelled if they lose. Yep. So Ayana Koji actually volunteers because there's like less trust in the in the class now. So he wants to take care of it. He wants to basically gain their trust back. Yeah, due to him having the uh, top vote. Yep. Uh, yep. That way he has that protection as well. And uh, fucking Koenji is just like, eh. who cares? I'm not. This, this isn't for me. I am the elite. Oh, this is my classroom of the elite. Yeah. I'm the only elite in this classroom. He's Fuck like, you. Oh, I'll, I'll use my intellectual intelligence when I feel like it. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm on my schedule. And of course, uh, fucking Hirata, he's he's all doom and gloom, being mean to his girlfriend. I guess his girlfriend. He's well, no, his his uh, they broke up. No, no, not Karuizawa, the girl that was that was like trying to be with him. Oh, girl. yeah, they're not dating. She's into him, but like they're not dating. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... he's just entered his Spider-Man three arc. Yeah, oh no, he's definitely in the Spider-Man three arc. Friends Karuizawa, and as he walks away, <laughs> uh, we'll get to the other classmates in a bit. Ayana Koji invites Karuizawa over. Oh, it's a rare thing. Gives her a birthday gift. A heart-shaped necklace. He says... It's gotta, be, it's gotta be bugged. It's gotta be bugged. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Basically, I use a Google machine to find out this is the top gift that girls want. That's why I got it. So, no, no, no effort, no creativity. If you want to buy a girl jewelry, you gotta go... You gotta actually buy it for yourself. Like, yourself, not just what you read online. So, 10 out of 100... <laughs> What if I got you cake instead? 15. But I'm going to keep it. Say, oh, just, just stop. And we find out the captains, Class A, uh, Take Nagani, Class B, Ichinose, Class C, Ayana Koji, and Class A is, do you remember the guy for Class A? Sorry for class D. Uh, no, he's he was some no name dude from before. I don't think he had any relevance. Okay. Until now. Uh, oh, oh, hey Minerva. Minzy, yeah, you got no Uh, and also I'm sorry. Before this, Ayana Koji talks to Suzune's brother. And he talks about so why were you like why are you so hard on her? Because she's copying me. <laughs> Say, so I was like, it's not her grades. I was disappointed. I was just disappointed in her maturity, her mannerisms. She's trying so hard to be my like me. If she was her own person, she would surpass me. <laughs> yeah. Hell, maybe even you. <laughs> and then they get to talk about Ayana Cody's like, yeah, you know what? That's pretty interesting. Sure, I'll help her break out of her stupidity, uh, break her into her own self. And then Ayana Koji asked if the president and uh, are you her, fucking, her, your, secret are you fucking your secretaries? Yes. He's like, no. 
Like, but it's like you know what you said you would take my sister, but I don't see you guys together. It's... Well, no, no. Uh, and then, uh, then she's like, "No, you can't say that. That'll trigger a flag." Confusing both of them because they don't know yes. fucking uh, visual novels. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, we get to the captains are all together. They draw things, and it's class B against D, and C against A. Yeah, which was already predetermined because Ayana Koji called both um, B and D, uh, B and D class, uh, in order to like Make get sure this fight to happen. Yeah, and. And they were discussing topics, and one of them was chess. That seems to be the very big one. And it turns out for this one, the captains could get involved in that one. Yes. So I think we'll get a chess match with, with Saki Agani and Ayana Koji. Now, if his now is it going to be a good chess match, or is it just going to be like we're going to skim through parts, just like in fucking like card game? I can, I, 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 I can see it be a whole episode. Or half an episode. Now, now, but is it going to be the finale or the semi-finale? I, pen, I see it being the penultimate. Okay. Yeah, I can see, I can see it being a penultimate episode. But uh, I, I, I have, I've enjoyed yeah, season right, three yeah. a lot more than season two. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying this one a lot more too. So, like, I'm like, I said, this is the this is the classroom of the elite. Like, come on, there's more of this going forward. Yes. All right, now we come to the main events, Mashal. Also, I I fucking love that they confirmed that uh, Marguerite is actually convert a non-binary character, even using the they/them pronouns. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Did oh, they confirm it or is it just translators? It's actually confirmed. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to look it up and yeah, it's actually legit confirmed. This... Okay. Yeah. Because you can never tell a translator. I, I, no, no, that, that was that's why I was, I was so curious. Like, they're, they're really using they, them, and all this. And they did turn like into a, a woman in the final form. We'll get to that later. And then I looked up, like, yeah, like Marguerite's uh, gender. The non-binary characters, like you know, cool. I fuck with that. And, and it's voiced by Dio. That makes it even better. Oh fuck, really? Yeah. Wait, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know. Yeah, Marguerite is a Dio's VA. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, I love it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, basically, almost all of this was the fight between Mash and Marguerite. Mash has been having a hard time beating Marguerite. Like even his even Mash's ears start to bleed, <laughs> and Marguerite's yeah. powerful sound spells. Like you see, why Marguerite is a divine visionary candidate, and Marguerite like they are faster than sound. As <laughs> yeah. like my goodness, it was a good fight. Yes, and fucking Mash one time had to go underground to try to. Trap Marguerite for a bit, but it really did not last long. And Marguerite's like, I mean, I mean, he did pull his head in, or pull their head into the ground, and then he did punt it like a soccer ball. Yes. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm surprised that 
uh, he uh, Masters Aelus did not kick his head off. No, he there was a lot of restraint there. But uh, Margarita gets back. He's like, "All right, it's time for time. It's time to take it seriously." And they turn into like the actual form. Looks like a woman. A lot more faster now. Devastating spells. Mash was down for the count for quite a bit. And basically, Marguerite does the uh, Doom spell. As if you, if you can, you if you want it to stop, you have to grab my wand in a minute. <laughs> Marguerite yep. like teleporting, flying around. Mash can't get to them. Eventually, eventually he does. Brace the wand. Beast out Marguerite. Marguerite's like, I surrender. Yep. I no mean, wand, you can't really do. No wand, no magic. I can't do anything. People are celebrating. Fantastic fight. But wait. Time stop. And time stop. Time stood still. Uh, Innocent Zero is it here he makes his appearance goes to mash like i have been waiting for you i've been looking for you it is time my baby boy time to take you back and who stops him none other than dumbledore <laughs> yes good old dumbledore I'm sorry, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Says, you're not taking that boy. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to have a showdown with Wahlberg and Innocent Zero. I was like, holy shit, he's the father, of course. Also, I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> had to, it had to. <laughs> have some type of relation. But no, this was this was one of the best episodes of Mashal. What did you think, Chris? It was a really good episode, and they really did it. It it is either going to be number two or number three of my best fights. Uh, oh yeah. Under yeah. the under the fight in the newest episode of Farron. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And if uh, like the final fight for Ragnar that me and Ethan were talking about, right? Uh, that, that as well. Then then like it's going to be between one of those two. Ah, I can't wait. Anyway, guys, with that, the cafe is closed. You can follow me on Twitter at DamienPhoenix12. Uh, you can follow our Twitter at Otaku Cafe Anime. Uh, you can follow Chris at C Chris Zephyr at C R Y S Z E P H Y R. Uh, we want to thank Sean, our editor. We want to thank W2M Network and Chairshot Radio for hosting us on their platforms. We also have a link tree from where we listen to your favorite podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon. Uh, you can find the video replay on YouTube and once we are done going live. Uh, but follow our other platforms at w 2 Network and at ChairShot Media. Always use your head. We will be back Wednesday as we talk about more anime goodness. So until then, oh yes to me and good night. See ya.
Promise me that you'll come back. 